0: Hello, wrestling fans, and welcome to episode 181 of the Weekend Wrestle Podcast. And happy Rana Ramahanaquans to everybody out there, whatever holiday you celebrate
1: this week. Hold Nick on, on and- hold on, hold on. You didn't do this whole show, Gary Hart. You, you <laughs> got to start that over. <laughs> welcome to the Weekend Wrestle Podcast, Rick
0: Flair. And the big black Abdullah the Butcher. But this week on the show, we are doing dream rosters and right now I have along with me the two guys that will present their rosters this week and then Archie and I will do ours next week of course my brother
1: Aaron what's up everybody and mr Mark Brew uh hello everyone I hope you enjoyed this episode and we had fun doing this so I hope it's as fun listening to it as it was doing it
0: it is a it is a wonderful thing to do it's fun especially for a wrestling big like a hardcore wrestling fan. Because you always fantasy book, you know, and everything and, and all that. So it's really cool to be able to build a roster. Essentially, what we did is everybody picked a year. Um, and then uh, I had Archie pick a year for me, which I got 2006. And um, Aaron got 1986. And Mark got 2003. And I forget what year Archie got. I think 2001. He'll be along uh, shortly. He can let us yeah, know. But...
1: It was either a 01 or o oh six, one one of the two. I got 06, so he oh, must yeah, have got a right. one. Yeah. Um,
0: and essentially, what we did is just build a roster from that year. Ever, active wrestlers, I had to be obviously active wrestlers from that year. Any promotion, um, what have you, you get pit, you pick 10 faces, 10 heels, and five tag teams. You're building a roster, starting a promotion. And Mark Brew, you got 2003. Yes, sir. So we will start with you and essentially we'll go through if anybody has any comments on that star or Mark's ideas or what have you, we'll just have a discussion here. All right, um, ahead,
2: Mark. So, sorry, we also picked their, the inaugural champions, right? Cause I did Right.
0: That. Yes. Yes. Okay. And actually, you know what, if you want to Mark, and I forgot about it when I described it, um, you can also pick an announced team. Um, I didn't think about that. because yeah, I, I did that. I picked an announced team and who my book. I did not pick an announced team. But you can definitely do that if you'd like as you go along. If you think, okay, these are two guys or three guys that I'd like to have in my booth calling the action. So Um, how do you – I guess I'll say this. You can do it however you want. If you want to run down your faces, run down your heels, run down your tag teams. If you want to go face heel, face heel, face heel. I don't care how you do it. It's your roster. Do
1: as you want. We were supposed to do uh, a separate division for tag teams too or – 'Cause I just created them with the people that were in my in my oh
0: no, 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 no. You get you get ten faces (laughs) you're saving money. Yeah, you get ten faces, ten so essentially you get thirty stars because you get to have five tag teams also.
2: You book you booked this shit like a nineteen (laughs) seventy
1: fucking (laughs) yes, sir.
2: like 10 big matches five stars this is this is this is mark brew's thrifty championship wrestling ladies
0: and gentlemen
1: hey well I mean we save money on talent we can book bigger venues <laughs> <laughs> and help with promotion so um I guess I'll alternate between the heels and faces okay and uh my first heel is gonna be abyss. With Father James Mitchell as a manager, and I chose him because you—you you obviously you, you need a big guy. Mm-hmm. And, well, and
0: and two thousand three is like peak Abyss. You know that's when right. he was At his best,
1: and, and to me, uh, that big guy should be some giant monster, and Abyss just fit fit that bill for <clears throat> my uh, my first face.
2: Well, I was, sorry, I was going to say with, with Abyss. He was a character and a worker that at that point in his career, I didn't really appreciate. But the longer it went and the more I saw like that dude, multi-talented guy.
1: Right. And he wasn't right. limited to those uh, five moves of doom or anything. Like yeah. he was versatile. Like,
2: like when I first saw it, I was like, yeah, hey, this guy's a garbage wrestler or whatever. But the more it went and the more his character and the dude himself evolved, I'm like, this guy. He fucking gets it.
1: Yeah, first impression was, man, that's the Dollar Tree Mankind. Yeah, it's man pain. <laughs>
2: tongue, but I'm like, ah, eh,
1: he's more than that. Man. The longer his career went. Right. Um, my first face, and you can tell me if uh, if you feel like he would have been a face in this era, uh, Shinsuke Nakamura. He would have been a young baby face, but mm. definitely, you know, uh, definitely a baby face and and...
0: Kind of still filling filling things out and and finding his footing, but that's that's a great place to get a guy you know right when you when you can kind of mold his character and, and lead him through his career and uh he would have given you some banger matches too,
1: yeah to just to me like the whole uh persona and his energy like it gets the crowd behind him, mhm, yep. Yeah. Even now, what in the WWE? As soon as you hear that damn violin, you're like, da, da,
3: da, da.
1: <laughs> and and he has he has a, a and
0: I'm not I'm not what I want to say I'm not in any way shape or form discounting Japanese wrestlers or Japanese wrestling I am not I am not a guy that pretends that he watches Japanese wrestling I don't. Um, I keep up with you know what's going on, like, or I might watch a big match that I hear about that these two guys had a great match or whatever, but I'm not the guy that's keeping up with New Japan. I'm just not. I don't have time right. in my life for that. And but and I'm not discounting Japanese wrestlers because in their in their environment, if they're good, they're good, they're damn good. I'm getting to a point, I swear. When it comes to an American pro wrestling presentation, there are few. Japanese native Japanese wrestler that get it
2: like Shinsuke right, and, and that's what I was, that's what I was gonna say. Um, bringing Shinsuke Nakamura to America in two thousand three would be the equivalent of bringing Great Muda to America in nineteen eighty eight or eighty nine. You know what I mean? Like this guy gets it. He can. He's he understands that. To, like Muda couldn't speak the language, you know, so he understood that his his moves and his in ring shit had to be explosive. Like I got to tell my story without being able to verbalize it, you know. Right. And, and, and Nakamura is that type of wrestler, even though Nakamura speaks better English than Muda. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. And also he's a he's a part of one of my favorite modern segments of the past few years. When he was doing that thing with Roman Reigns, and he told him if uh, he's the big dog, then that makes Jay Uso his little puppy. <laughs> <laughs> I popped so hard for that. <laughs> little, little puppy. Yeah, just the way he said it, you couldn't help but laugh. Um, my second heel, and we're going straight up white trash Jerry Springer version of him. jerry lynn with don marie as his manager jerry lynn
0: one of the one of the best in-ring performers of his generation um and you know what he doesn't he does he doesn't get enough credit for the fact that he did have a personality he just was never allowed to use it right you know
1: well i I figured too you know out of out out of your heels you kind of want somebody that If they could, if they were able to, you know, vocalize that you would want somebody that would, could kind of come off as a sleazeball.
3: Right. I have,
1: (laughs) I have two of those amongst my heels, and, and you'll recognize the other one as soon as I say his name. But I feel like Jerry Lynn with Don Marie as his manager would have, would have drew some pretty good heat.
0: Yep. And as you go through your roster, another thing you'll find that's going to happen is we will start bringing up potential matchups you have on your roster. And, Look at that. Jerry Lynn versus Shinsuke Nakamura. Oh. Yeah, that,
1: that would be it. That would be great. Um, My second face, Mr. America. Hulk not Hulk Hogan. Hogan. Oh, <laughs> no. Who, what? Oh, it's Mr. not Hulk America. Hogan. It's not We're Hulk K-faving.
0: Hogan. Hulk Hogan as Mr. America.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, essentially you want someone patriotic that, you know, it, say you have a uh, military or something in the crowd, they'll get behind. Mm-hmm. And, and that's the route I, I decided to go with him on because he's uh, it, it even though everybody knew it was Hulk Hogan, it, it was still an over gimmick.
0: And, and by 2003, yeah. by 2003, he's not super what I want to say, he's gotten to the point in his career where he's not Superman Hulk Hogan, he's not heel Hollywood Hulk. So he is an older baby face that you can use to get some heat on your
2: heels, exactly. Yeah, and that. Um, I don't know if we want to talk about how you're going to use him, but like his gimmick at that time doing that Mr. America thing, like they were selling it on TV. Like, Oh, we don't know who this guy is brother. But it was also a time in Hogan's career when he went back there and had to show that he wasn't like, you know, big dog Hulk Hogan. Mm -hmm. And they used that um, Mr. Mr. America gimmick was kind of, a, honestly, was was the house show getting because
3: yeah.
2: if you look at it, like, if you read the stories or whatever, like, read the Observer of house shows or whatever, every time that Mr. America character would go over or lose or whatever, even at the end of it, he would, like, take the mask off at the house show, and mm-hmm. Hogan must pose, and everybody in the show was like, oh, we know it's him, but the cameras weren't here, you know? Right. And Vince was trying to catch him on camera. N- so, nudge, but-
0: nudge, nudge, wink, wink.
2: yeah Yeah, it was Hogan not taking himself serious to show the other guys in the locker room that i'm not i'm not that hulk hogan that Shawn michaels right i mean i'm here to be a a guy in the locker room and yeah that that was like a weird time for hogan i don't know but like, like every like hogan talked about it like he said when he went back vince was like you can't have i know what you had before but you can't have a locker room of your own you can't you got to you got it if there's a bus you got to be on it <clears throat> my third heel
1: and this is the young smug him that you wanted to just smack the hell out of uh Randy Orton he was having good matches and he just had that personality where you wanted to <laughs> kick his fucking teeth in
0: yeah and by 2003 by 2003 he's already he's like you said he's already got he's already He's already learning to be a smug heel. I mean, you think about this. we were talking two thousand three. He's a year away from having. Well, okay, my favorite hardcore man with Mick Foley. Nobody has ever and 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 you can you can line him up and knock him down. And I'm not saying that nobody's ever been great at it. I mean, Mick even took him. Nobody. Has ever had a better reaction to taking the thumbtack bump than Randy Orton did in that Bad Blood 2003 match? He was, he was the arrogant little prick, and when he took those thumbtacks, that his 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 salesmanship of realizing what the fuck he got himself into yeah. is so good, it is so it is unbelievable. It's like, what have I done
2: to myself? It, it, like it, like this might sound stupid. But it would be like taking um like an 80s like asshole kid in a movie and just like slamming him into the bonfire. You know what I mean? <laughs> Does that make sense? Yeah. Like who's who's the guy that uh oh what the fuck? His name just went out of my head. And he played played the blonde smug heel in all those movies. It's the guy that was in uh, fuck he's in black he's on the blacklist. He was, like, uh, awesome, I can I can see his face, Yeah. but I can't I can't I'll, I know I'll, who you're I'll talking about. It. But it, it'd be like taking like a guy like that and just slamming him in a fucking something and be like, oh my fucking god, yeah, like yeah. <laughs> and, and Randy is another guy that just it just got it right away.
0: He had to get through. He had to get through backstage. He had to get through his, I guess you'd say, adolescent period or whatever, where he was a pain in the ass. But he was kind of like – he's one of those guys that I think that people don't realize Vince looked at him like he looked at Shawn Michaels. like He was like, this guy is a gigantic pain in my ass. But the minute he goes through that curtain, he does exactly what I asked him to do, and he does it perfectly. Why would I want to lose?
1: Right. Hence why he was the youngest uh, world champion. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um,
0: Good good pull with Randy Orton. James Spader. James Spader. Yes. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> you doing your homework there? <laughs> yeah. Uh, my third face. He was really over with the Japanese crowd, and that's where he comes from. Uh, it's a gimmick that the little kids and all enjoy. Uh, Tiger Mask. You know, that's little Japanese superheroes type gimmick, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And and I feel Who's like it
2: was two thousand for Who two thousand three tiger mask
1: don't get me lying there's, <laughs> there's been so many of them I do
0: not know who was tiger mask in 2003 I'll look it up it obviously wasn't Sayama at that
1: point. oh but I, I've always kind of enjoyed that little gimmick you know yeah
0: and it, like you said it's a good gimmick like uh, um I mean you're building a wrestling company and you want to make money so there's some merchandise too right there you know you, right. like you said you get the kids hooked on the
1: character the kids buy the masks the little figures everything
2: yeah yeah, I can't say that guy's name. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's one of those guys. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, that's fine. I'll, but yeah,
0: a, a good a good idea. Having, like I said, a, a, you're you're gonna make use of that character as far as merchandising goes, and he's gonna have good matches and uh, good pick.
2: I'll just say uh, we'll make Tiger Mask three, or that would be yeah, Tiger no uh, Tiger Mask four would have been three according to this thing. Uh, we'll just. Make it, Jamie. No- <laughs> <laughs> I can pronounce his name. He's like, I, I'm not even going to attempt to slaughter the other one. I'm, am t- Tiger Mask, baby. <laughs> oh, fucking Hilljack Tiger Mask. <laughs> <laughs> I got, I got my money squeezed, you
3: <laughs>
1: Wow. My, my number four. My number four heel, <laughs> and in this era, he 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 was really getting it. Uh, Kane, a good a good
0: veteran to have backstage, um, and like you said, at this point, at this point, he is he is of he he's he's a young veteran, really. When you think about it, I mean, he's been wrestling for about ten years,
2: but he's still a, probably what only in his mid thirties
0: at this point.
2: Um, yeah, and in what year were we doing two thousand three? Yep. And mm-hmm. uh, is he bald, Kane Yet, yes. Uh, he becomes
0: bald, Kane.
2: Yeah. Like his character, I thought. I know when they initially did it, it was kind of a kind of a botch because they were like, oh, "We're gonna make him disfigured or whatever," and it just didn't work because the guy actually wasn't disfigured. But that era, like. Post mask Kane is actually my favorite Kane.
1: Yeah. Like coming up through through the ring and and disrupting yeah. uh
2: Edge and Lita's wedding and all that. Yeah, cuz cuz Glenn Jacobs like when he started doing that like he had like great facial facial expressions and and his character like a lot of times characters when they go like too long or whatever it's like yeah, it's kind of ran its course but that Kane was super fucking hurt. Right. And that's, and, that, he, and that's, oh, sorry. I was just saying, like, a lot of times when, like, somebody loses a gimmick they've had for so long, because he had that gimmick from 97 until 2003, usually it's like, ah, the wheels come off of it. It extended his fucking career, I think. Yeah,
1: it was like an evolution of the character.
2: And it, it did yeah. him so
0: much, it, it did him so good, so, it benefited him so much, mm-hmm to work with undertaker because kind of to what aaron was saying if you think about it the undertaker character and the Kane character were both honestly meant to just be short-term like six month to one year characters like the original undertaker character they were bringing him in to have that match with hulk hogan next year and then he was but it was they didn't know what they were gonna do after that but mark calloway figured out how to milk that fucking shit and evolve his character and evolve himself. And he kind of, in a way, taught Glenn Jacobs that. Because Glenn Jacobs took that Kane character so much farther than it ever should have went.
1: Right. Had they strapped it on anybody else, those were probably like six-month gimmicks.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like when they were originally considering Waylon Mercy. What's his name? Dance baby for Kane. Yeah. Wouldn't have worked.
1: Yeah, to to me too, they would that like like we said if they straddled on anybody else that would be a footnote and it wouldn't even be Hall of Fame worthy, but those two have had such outstanding careers, you know. Yep. Um, my fourth face, and in this year I really had just discovered him, and to me he's a, he's a grade A performer, AJ Styles. Mm-hmm. Two thousand three, AJ Styles was so, like. Above par.
0: You talk about a a, a uh um, and we. I mean, we talked about it when we discussed that WWA debacle. But so early in his career, he is he is one of those guys that was just like a prodigy, like Doctor Water. Yeah, from the minute he started, he was good. You know, it was like, and I mean, I know he had the NWA Wild Side stuff and all that before we saw him on on TV, but. Even then, to be that young and to be that good already, you know? Yeah. And think about this. Your promotion right here, we wouldn't have got it in 2003 in the real world because they didn't even work in the same company for, like, 13 more years. You could have had young Randy Orton versus young AJ Styles.
1: <laughs> Holy shit. That would have been phenomenal. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, like, you really just can't say enough. Good about him, like Mm -hmm. legitimately. He, like at first, I was like, "Who the fuck is this kid?" But then, like the more I watched him, and the more holy shit moments I got to see out of AJ Styles, Mm -hmm. I was like, "And I like that dude." He
0: put putting a putting a kind of strapping a rocket to him was one of the best decisions Jeff Jarrett ever made running team. Yes, and And, and,
2: oh, sorry,
1: and, and at a actual WWE live event. When that music comes on, nobody out the entire fucking show got the response that AJ Styles did. Everybody's standing up; they're singing the, the lyrics to that song and everything. Well, it's a it's a cool
0: wrestler. What's better than a cool ass wrestler coming out to a cool ass song?
2: Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and it, it's like you said. Like Jeff Jarrett was like, "Oh, we're gonna stra- we're gonna strap a rocket to that guy." It's like. I was saying, like, we watched that shitty WWE show, you know, mm-hmm. and Jarrett was at that show, and just in that seven minutes or whatever, probably was like, that good. And that's the difference between, like, a money mark, like Mark McGannis or whatever his fucking name was running that show, as opposed to a guy that knows professional wrestling starting up a promotion. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yep. Like, if AJ wouldn't have been on that show, Jarrett might have never saw him. You know what I mean? So it's 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 all like happenstance or whatever in wrestling. I don't know if that's dumb? What I'm saying makes sense.
1: My next heel is strictly for the cheapie because he can get it simply by just being him, Teddy Hart. <laughs> Oof, Hart, <Hoo-ha. laughs> <laughs> Teddy Hart. He's gotta pay for his caps. <laughs> that that like when I thought heel, I was like, okay. Teddy Hart would basically be my my company's version of MJF because all he has to do is open his mouth and instantly you dislike the motherfucker. Yeah.
0: Well that's because he's a
1: dislikable human being. Right. <laughs> <laughs> And, and, I mean, I like I said, it was strictly for the cheap heat because mm-hmm. you're, you're gonna get heat with Teddy Hart on your roster. <laughs> Absolutely. No ifs and buts about it. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen like the a... thing where I don't know if you seen it where he was trolling all the different wrestling companies and stuff, but <laughs> Lord have
2: mercy, that man is out there. <laughs> <laughs> If 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 Bruce Hart is the least heart, it's a pain in the ass compared to you. Then you're bad, right? <laughs> That's city <steady> heart.
1: <laughs> like seriously though, as soon as he comes through the curtain, people are booing. You're mm-hmm. you're not you're, you. You have to use him as a heel, and, and as soon as he opens his mouth to speak on that microphone. He's probably not going to be able to get too much of his promo out because the the boos are going to be so loud. <laughs> you, you need a heat magnet like that when when you're going to you know book a book a wrestling company. And yeah, that guy can definitely fit that role. <laughs> he yeah. can fit that shit to a T. <laughs> as soon as I said it, though, <laughs> Nate and Aaron's both like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I knew it was going to get that right. reaction. I knew it was going to get that reaction. But we're talking business here. So right. people are going to come just to throw shit at him. <laughs> like, fuck you. Boom. Throw throw their cup full of drink and everything. You know what I mean? <laughs> and look at that. You just sold them another drink because they wasted their drink. Yep. <laughs> so we are, we're merchandise sales with Tiger Mask. And concessions with yes. Teddy Hart. <laughs> I'm gonna throw my hot dog at that son of a bitch. <laughs> All of a sudden, you just see the hot dog flying, covered in mustard, and it smacks <laughs> him in the face. <laughs> Good shit, pal. Um, anything else, guys, on him? Nope. <laughs> All right. Uh, my fifth face, and in this era, he was more of the gentle
2: giant type. Uh, the Big Show. Paul White, multi-faceted performer. You can do whatever you want to do with that guy.
1: Yeah, and and at the time he was doing that uh stuff with Eddie and stuff, wasn't he? Like where uh the burrito incident and all that was around then.
0: Yeah, and in, the, in that era, yeah, in that general time frame, and also with Big Show, not only do you have a big guy that can have good matches, he can play face or heel, so you can switch him. Obviously, it's Big Show. I don't know who turned face or heel more in their careers, Luger or Big Show, but um. The other thing about Big Show is he's a guy that you could have non wrestling fans flipping the channels and oh look at this big motherfucker what's going mm-hmm. on on this show this wrestling thing what is this he's he's an eye catcher you know right and like Aaron said he's multifaceted he's got a great personality so you can send him on talk shows and shit you know exactly you know, big, big Show is an all around all around performance. there's not there's not a what do you want to say? There's not a hole in his game as far as being uh, you know, he's he, whatever company he's works for, he's always been a good ambassador for his size. He's a fantastic wrestler. Um,
2: a great personality. He's just he's got it all. Yeah. And he's a guy that I'm not talking about modern stuff or whatever, but I think he's one of those guys that's gonna whenever his AEW kneels out, he's going back, I think. Whether exactly. it's whether it's his uh, on-air thing or a fucking ambassador or whatever, I think he's gonna be like a regal once his fucking shit's over. He's like, yeah, I'm out of here. I'm going <laughs> back.
1: Hunter's yeah. in charge. Let me go. Yeah. And uh, I don't know if either of you watched it, but that movie Knucklehead with him in it. It's not a bad movie. <sighs> it's that. Uh, it's actually not bad at all. I don't know.
2: <laughs> I don't know if I've seen it. I I, I genuinely um, enjoyed it. I watched that movie with Nate's. Boy <laughs> me and Sean watched that movie together and laughed at it was it was a good fucking movie,
1: yeah, like he's under, like his his acting's underrated
2: well, that's but, a good, that's a good choice
1: um, my sixth heel, I feel like uh doesn't get huh? enough appreciation towards his run in the company, the alpha male Monty Brown, oh yeah and TNA was like that motherfucker is jack. Oh I yeah, I was
0: and I, I was a big fan of his. Actually spoiler alert. charismatic as fuck. And, yeah, spoiler <laughs> alert, he's on my 2006 roster. Um, <laughs> so yeah, you we're we're on the same page with him. Um him and I know, I know, whatever happened with him was something like it was his personal life. He 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 made the choice to leave the... But um, yeah, there's that guy was fucking awesome. He was didn't, so like Aaron said like he was George. charismatic and he was, was a the ring. Thing? And, and huh, I think so. And and
2: I then think, I, I think his I think his folks lost. I'm uh, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. But I think his I think his folks um, folks lost their house in Katrina or whatever, and he had to go deal with that, and he just never came back. Um, and for
0: a flashy move the pounce Mm -hmm. is such a realistic finisher like okay he's 272 odd pounds and he is just pouncing his body into you of course you went down and of course he pinned you it's flashy but it's realistic like it makes sense right you
1: know it was like the three-point stance to the next level Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. and to me, like, he he just had an incredible physique, and he was athletic. He was, like, everything that Ahmed Johnson should have been had he had the talent. Yeah, had he had the talent.
4: Right. I agree. <laughs> I agree.
0: Archie agrees, and Archie Mitchell is.
4: Yes, hello, everybody. Do you, do you
0: even know who we're talking about, Archie?
4: Uh, Some guy who should have been like Ahmed Johnson, so that means he must not have been very good.
0: <laughs> we were talking My- about Monty Brown.
4: Yeah, exactly. As I said, must not have been very good.
0: Oh. Oh. Everybody everybody else here is a fan.
4: God, he just oh, hit us with a low blow. Pick Come on now. Oh. He had Archie, one move. Archie,
0: Archie's a heel, damn it.
4: He had one move. It was the pounce, which was a football tackle. It was fantastic. Yeah, when he delivered it the right way and sh- shot the guy out of the ring. Archie just like
1: bam, bam. <laughs> Fuck your show!
4: Look, <laughs> if, if, it should have said something about how bad he was with the name WWE gave him, Marcus was, Corvon, wasn't it? Marcus not what,
0: what I always thought of with that name. Oh was yeah, was cool like, What but, I always thought of with that name was Marcus Cordon Blue. Yes, I
4: always I like thought this. of a car, like you know, a Corniche. I always yeah. thought of like a really crappy car.
2: <laughs> WWE gave cool music, like that gimmick was great, and Monty Brown was. I'm Sorry Archie, you're late to the well, party. But... I I said I said spoiler alert that he
0: was also on my 2006 roster, so we'll debate him again next. <laughs> you don't
4: know, want to know what my main problem is with him. He had all the tools, I agree. He was actually a very good talent and in TNA he actually had great mic work for a guy who just came from football. But then he got to the WWE. I I understand life got in the way and he had to pull away but he should have been back in TNA then after that and and you know once he got his life together i i feel like he kind of sorted of through the rest of his career way after that you know
1: and, and but that was the that was the version that we were talking about we booking we're we're not booking WWE monty brown no we're not I hope doing not that. i hope not <laughs> no we're what?
0: booking we're booking mark bruce thrift, thrifty championship wrestling
2: <laughs> oh oh Okay. He's got like seven guys in his roster. And it's going to be like, like an two old school territory. Like two singles matches, a tag team match, and then an over over the top, over the top battle, battle, battle royal. royal. Yeah. Well,
4: I have I have a question. And we're putting of those four guys... of these.
2: We're putting four of these fat sacks in a mask.
4: What, that's what I was going to ask. Are three of them, dude, love mankind and make, and uh, Cactus Jack? So Marcus
2: <laughs> no, Marcus Corvane has to go back out as as Doctor Black. Oh,
3: God.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, on so on and to.
2: After, my... a- after Dr. Black knocks the guy out of the ring and he's just laying there, he's like, You've been pronounced.
1: <laughs> I like it. Dead. I like it. Move on uh, from that, Mark. Please uh, move yeah, on from yeah. that. On, on to my sixth face. That wasn't a dumb
2: sting. Stang.
1: Yes. Yeah, 2000-
0: 2003 sting.
2: It's sting!
0: <laughs> yeah, Tony Schiavone. It's
2: sting! This
0: is um,
4: fat um, so this is fat sting.
2: <laughs> I'm a sting fan. Don't um, I say that I'm a sting fan, but this is fat sting. Well this hey, is, the uh, guy
4: the guy had a killer body his entire career. If he chose to get fat for a little bit, it was okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm not knocking it, but this this
2: is fat sting. I mean he done, a he's, an, he's, a, thing.
4: he's another great veteran
0: to have in your locker room. Um, and He's a name because we're talking two thousand three. He's a name that you can take your your heels that you have, and much like with Mister America, it's not going to hurt him to put those young heels like Randy Orton over.
2: That's what I was going to say. That's the first when you when you said Fat Stang, that's the first one that came into my head was fucking Randy.
0: Have Randy give him the Legend Killer, you know, loogie?
2: Yeah.
4: Fat Sting
0: versus Randy Orton would be
2: awesome.
1: Punt kick him.
4: The Viper versus the Stinger. Wow, that might work.
2: Or let Teddy Hart cut a promo on Fat Sting.
4: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I like that.
1: Well, I mean, you you know that Sting Sting would get over on that one, Uh, and you know, like he'd be over with the crowd, and then you have Teddy Hart win. You would literally have to. Hire extra security to get Teddy Hart out of that building.
2: Let Teddy Hart come out <laughs> there and be like, How allergic are you to bees? <laughs> <laughs> Your name is
0: Sting, for
1: Christ's sake. <laughs> no, nah, but for uh to put asses in seats, name value, I feel like Sting was a good option.
2: Oh, yeah, I agree, it's a good choice. And like you said, I'm not knocking the name, I'm not knocking the talent at, at this point in his career. He wasn't. He wasn't in the best shape. The only thing I'll say about it, but it I think in the rot in it, I think in the roster that you're building, I think that guy would be like, fuck, I gotta, I gotta I do this. You know what yeah, I mean? I like, give the if I hang with, if I gotta hang with like a Randy Orton or an AJ Styles, I'm gonna get back into shape. And what proves that to be correct is that When he got into TNA, he got in a lot better shape than like like Joker Sting should not have been in the shape that you know what I mean.
4: Hell, WWF WWE Sting shouldn't have been in the shape that he was in. You know, he was like fifty six by that point. So, I just know it's there. You know what?
2: All I I think of WWE Sting, I just think of fucking Kevin Nash talking about Scott Hall. Right? (laughs) Have I ever told you guys? Do you guys know that story? Yeah, about what he said. Mark, did you ever hear that?
1: About what Kevin Nash Sting, said about when, Scott when, Hall?
2: No, what what <laughs> you know when Sting came back where when Sting debuted in the WWE right. and he was gonna fight Triple H and what WrestleMania was that 48 or whatever?
4: I think I think that was WrestleMania 32. Okay. In, live from Saudi Arabia.
2: Yeah. <laughs> no, <wait. laughs> um, they, it was the one where Sting and Triple H were fighting and DX came out and then the NWO came out, you know, and it was like this big schmoz thing. and then they the geriatric went. Olympics. Yeah. Um, Nash said that they wanted all those guys to go to the performance center and perform their match and practice. And Nash and Hall were standing on the side of the ring and they're going over the match. And then Triple H goes, yes, yeah, Steve, and then I hit you with the sledgehammer and I hit you with the pedigree, and I pin you one, two, three. Like it's stings. First match in the WWE, <laughs> and he gets hit in the he gets hit in the face with the sledgehammer, and then he gets pedigreed one, two, three. And Kevin Nash said, "Him and Scott were sitting there listening to these guys talk about the finish." And Scott Hall said, "Sting's got to get himself a better lawyer." <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> All I ever think of when I think of the sting, uh, the sting, the sting. All I ever think of when I think of Sting's run in the WWE is after every match he ever had there, whether it was two or three, I don't remember. He looked like um, he looked like um, an Acme bomb from Looney Tunes had just gone off. Yes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like his hair is all like, just, like sticking up straight up. Yep. And, you know. Yeah.
2: And plus, after every match, he was hurt. <laughs> the the back and every match, I'm hurt.
4: He had shitty fucking hair jail. <laughs> I always think of the way that Michael Cole would yell, It's the vigilante sting! and I would be, like, yeah. What a shit nickname! and then yeah. when he, when they the were gonna unveil, yeah, and then when they were gonna unveil Seth Rollins' statue, and it ended up being sting, and the face paint was already. Dripping and and gone, and the hair was all freaked out. I was like, "How long did they keep him under that for?" You know what I mean? <laughs> they fucking ribbed yeah. him. It's like, dude, yes, I'm 56. I can't breathe under here. You.
0: For your roster in 2003, Mark. Now that we drifted to like 15 years later, because we do that. Sorry, here, it's my fault. It, it was a good. It was a good draw. It, it was.
1: was all right. Uh, my seven. Fat man sting. Fat <laughs> man sting. All right. Anyways, se- seventh heel. I'm he fixing does the, this. I'm he fixing to that. I'm fixing the pop, Nate. Here with this one. He's big because,
2: as a house. Because
1: cool. me, like me and we you both me. We got t-
2: we got two shows going on here.
1: Because <laughs> because me and you both appreciate the performer that this guy is, uh, Savio Vega. Yes. Oh yeah.
0: Yes. That's a good poll. And 2003, Savio Vega's just carving motherfuckers up in Puerto Rico. <laughs> yep. I think by that point he he was even like he had put the TNT mask back on for a while. And yeah, yeah, and, uh, yeah. Oh, I love me some Savio Vega, man. You'll never hear me hate on Savio. Well, I, that guy, I mean, that
1: guy is I, one of the most underrated, underappreciated, n- n- under talked about. Right, like I mean he, he wasn't he wasn't necessarily, you know, a straight heat magnet like as soon as he opened his mouth you want to slap him, but he knew how to, how to work a match and he knew how to shine his baby face. And and even stuff. as
0: a baby, and you're using him as a heel here, but later down the line you can switch him face and he'll just roll right into that too because he was a really good face as well. Like exactly. You guys tell me if you think I'm I'm overstepping my bounds here. But mid to late nineties, and I know he was only there from like ninety five to ninety eight. But in that three year period, Sabio Vega, <clears throat> sorry, Sabio Vega for the WWF roster for the WWF
2: roster was like a Tito Santana. Yes, you know and, what? and what I thought you were going to say, honestly, was um, I don't think the um, the Gold Dust character would have gotten as much legs right away as it did without. Savio. Good point. Solid point there. Like, Mm -hmm. like he understood his... Like, he's a guy that you want on your fucking roster because he's good in the ring, he can make anybody look good, and he's going to do whatever you ask him because you're paying him. Unless you're making him look stupid, as long as you explain to him what the situation is, what's going on, he's going to say, okay. And the reason why, I think, when he got to the WWF, Mm -hmm. it was that way... Because guess what he was in Puerto Rico before he got to the WWF? He was a booker. He was a booker. So he understood the big picture of the situation. Not just what's going on with me. What's going on with every guy on this fucking rock. And as long as you can explain to me why this is going to put money in my fucking billfold. We're there,
4: dude. (laughs) You know, you you guys say under under, uh, underrated. I agree. I think that he should have been the one to go over in the King of the Ring that year and not Mabel, considering Mabel fucked so many guys up after that and, you know, almost ended their careers. I think he should have had a solid run with the Intercontinental title. Maybe during his feud with Goldust, he should have beat him for the title for at least a month. And the thing I love, you you mentioned, Aaron, how much he like helped people and wanted to help get gimmicks over. During the Goldust, the the beginning part of the Goldust gimmick, Dustin Rhodes talks about it in a shoot interview that they told him that he him and Savio you know he, they wanted him to like rub Savio's chest and do crazy things to get the androgynous you know aspect of the of the gimmick over and he was uncomfortable with it and Savio's like don't worry about it Dustin we got this and the more Dustin did it Savio was like no do it more go go no, go ahead go lower go and it was creeping Dustin out but Savio was all for it i was like that's dedication
0: yeah, because he was he he was a pro, you know. He was a pro, and and um, a guy like that, and that's why I can kind of compare him to Cheeto. Is a guy right. like that? A guy like that is not selfish. A guy like that knows if I put this guy over as outlandish as this, guy, fucking lay one on me, man, kiss me right on
2: the lips, because because
0: well, that, we're what... we're we're gonna cash our checks.
2: You know yeah, what I mean? Like Savio. <laughs> like you said, it was kind of like Tito. Like I, I I don't know the man, so I can't say this or whatever, or fact, but I don't think Savio Vega ever went to the WWF thinking, Oh, Vince McMahon's going to make me the champion. Right. You know what I mean? He's like, I'm going to get in here. I'm going to get with the top company in the fucking world. And I'm going to make my goddamn money. And then I'm going to get out and I'm going to be good. You know? And, And, and that's how Tito felt. You know, like, because they they were. I've heard multiple sources saying they wanted Tito to be the champion, and he was like, "Nah, I'm good." It was, it was actually in '92
0: when um, when Brett won the title from Ric Flair. The other consideration was, damn, they, I mean, they were I'm considering the putting they were, con- they were kind of considering putting it on him as like a kind of a lifetime achievement. You know, like this guy's been around you know for years and been so loyal. And they, they, they were debating Brett or Tito, and they went with Brett, and that's fine. But yeah, he was definitely, he was definitely, and, and I've seen that. I've seen that. I don't, I usually don't corroborate things unless I've seen it in enough sources from enough people. And I think Brett might even mention it. So
2: <laughs> yeah, but uh, I like, think, like, I heard Tito was just like, nah, like, I don't really want, like, nah. if they were like, if we put the belt on you, would you like that? He's like, nah, I'm good. I'm good. I mean, Same. but
1: if you if you think about it, any any one of those faces that I've listed so far, Savio could have a good match with. He could have oh, a shinscape, definitely. Mister yep, America, Tiger Mask, AJ Styles, Big Show, and or Sting. Like mm-hmm. he, he could he could literally work with any of those guys, and and it'd be passable. Absolutely, oh, definitely. Um, on to my seventh face, John Cena, young
0: two thousand three John Cena. <laughs> <Ring> oh. <of laughs> Aggression, doing or a, life? Yes, doing yeah. the doing. Yeah, I was rap.
2: To say, is 2003 rapping John Cena or bike shorts? It is rapping John Cena. It is. Um, it is
0: laying the fucking shoot rap shit on people. John and, he, Cena.
4: and he's a face. Yep, I think he turned face at the ending of 2000 2003. Well, I just,
2: right? I, I was just talking on on yeah. Mark's roster. So you got him as a face.
1: Yeah, I mean. All right. He's kind of like, uh, and he can come out and counter Teddy Hart's nasty promo. Yep,
0: with a nasty rap.
3: <laughs> Talk <laughs> make
0: about it. Of, make fun of his cats. Right? Yeah, you' eating Stu's cat poo. Yeah, <laughs> like
1: I mean, I I always enjoyed that that whole uh, little freestyle and against the people. Oh yeah, that was great like that.
2: shit. Like his his coming out party in my opinion was that fucking rapid 20 or whatever about big show yeah yeah that that was that was john cena's coming out party like i know he was supposed to, i know he was supposed to do something at like 19 or whatever with like ja ru and that but um wrestlemania 20 john's like like him popping out of that fucking entrance in madison square garden and 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 winning the united states championship but him him winning the match was fine, but that rap right at the beginning of it, that, that was him showing a fucking like rough crowd exactly what I right. Right.
1: And, and also um if if you haven't heard that whole uh album and stuff that he did with uh the trademarks and stuff like that.
2: Oh that's a good that's a great fucking rap album.
1: Yeah, like he legit could. He had musical talent. So,
2: oh yeah, John is John's a multifaceted, talented human. I, and um, uh, and and like I said, at this point in his career, him being in that, being on that roster with those guys, it, it was crazy how much he stood out. And um, I I've talked to Nate a little bit about like John Cena's. Uh, on his stuff But like a lot of like the older guys Will have like differing opinions On wrestlers you know like oh yeah Really like like some of them really Like you know CM Punk Or some of them really like this guy Or some of them really like that guy but All them old dudes are like fucking John Cena's The shit you know? <laughs> yep. like, like he's the guy that Would end up at the bar with Them at the end of the night Like he wasn't the guy going up fucking he wasn't Xavier Woods going up in his fucking hotel and fucking playing Xbox. Right. right. John Cena was the guy Like they would be like, oh, he'd be the guy at the bar with, like, Ric Flair and Arn Anderson and them saying, oh, I bet you won't take that fat chick home. Fucking, if I won't, you know? Like... <laughs> See but, if you
1: can pick her up for the FU, John
2: Yeah <laughs> But but Cena Cena's the prototype I know that was his gimmick going in But that dude's the fucking prototype Like, and you He is what A professional wrestler should be And I think that guy Got a lot of shit on him That he didn't deserve After probably, what, 23? WrestleMania 23 going forward Yeah, they were
4: blaming the fans And, and everybody was blaming him for everything that was going on In wrestling back then and I mean, if you're not the booker, how are you you to blame? You know, what no. I mean, you can't you can't say, oh well, it's John Cena's fault. No, it's what Vince McMahon is telling him to do. You know, you can't. You know,
2: if you're not the booker, how can you blame the booker? Right. On wanting to push this fucking this right. guy every goddamn night. He's doing everything you fucking ask and him to he- do in the arena, and before he even gets there, he's like, any anything you want me to do. Before that like, fucking day
4: like, and he make a wish kids need to need to see me tonight i need to, anybody need to talk to me tonight anybody you know that see that's my thing i wasn't always the biggest john cena as a wrestler fan but john john cena the person in my book is one of the greatest human beings in the world he's a funny actor and he does everything outside of the ring that he possibly can to help somebody and then he grew on me and it wasn't because i was like he's burying people or he's a it was just corny for me. You know what I mean? The good guy John Cena character was kinda corny for me. But as he transcended into like the last few years, it's I understood, well, he's gotta be corny. That's his character. You know what I mean? <laughs> he's not acting like, you know, anything. He's not he's being corny. Okay, fine. You know. And as a worker,
2: <clears throat> I think he Oh gets, yeah. I think he's fantastic and I think he gets the same kind of um knock that Hogan like and, and it's not even the same because it's kind of kind of the same but not because he still went out there in a different era and, like, okay. four matches or whatever. But they do, like, the five moves but, of Duke from John Cena. But that's what the fans want to see. But, Aaron, can when I interject Nate, for a second?
4: And, Mark, sure. if it's okay, I'm going to go off on a tirade for one minute. When Nate, myself, Aaron, Mark – and a lot of wrestling fans our age were that were younger fans. We didn't used to say Hogan only has five moves. It's the worst leg drop in the world. It's this, it's that. We watched the five moves of Dune of Siena and people saying that Hogan only had five moves or Warrior was only a body slam and a splash or Roman Reigns only has a few moves or whatever are the fans who are fickle and begin booing for no reason.
0: Well, and even more than Hogan,
4: you know, let me let me get on my soapbox for a minute.
0: Even more <laughs> than Hogan, all right. You, there's a case to be made, and I'm not. I'm. I'm actually. I'm. I totally agree with you. Hulk Hogan was exa- He did exactly what he needed to do at the time. Right. That was it. All right. And so was so, Cena. Uh, but speaking of Cena, it's even completely different with Cena. And why I'll say that to people is they say like the five moves of doom or blah, 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 or Cena's limited or whatever. The first thing I will show somebody, is 2007, John Cena and Shawn Michaels on Monday Night Raw in London they or, didn't Manchester, they or, or Manchester man. or wherever yeah. it was. It was an hour. John Cena hung with Shawn Michaels yep. for an hour. So you can't even say he's like Hogan. He is no, he, yeah. So i mean, and I know the comparison you were making, Archie. I'm not right. trying to, it,
4: it, yeah. But it, it, it's it's just it's like, strictly fans who really don't like wrestling and just want to complain that have that to say nowadays about guys like Hogan or yeah. or Macho or or even a Flair. I mean, there's fans yeah. that are saying, well, Flair would, uh, Seth Rollins would run circles around Rick Flair. Maybe today, but Rick Flair used to wrestle for an hour every day of the week and twice on Sunday. Mm. You know, so you can't compare and John Cena wasn't just five moves. Those were the five moves you were choosing to notice because they were the biggest ones he wanted you to see during the match. Right.
2: And that's what I was trying to say about the Hogan Cena thing. Right. Those those were the five moves that he did big time, but those were the five moves to see. You know. Right. Like like in the eighties, people didn't want to see Hulk Hogan have a Japanese match. They wanted to they wanted him to do the block, block,
4: do finger point, right? Finger <laughs> finger, poke poke. Play
2: a finger thing,
0: boom, right.
4: slam. Yeah,
0: all right, all right, funny. Mark. Who, Mark, who's next on your roster? Sorry, right,
2: I rambled. I'm sorry.
1: Um, my eighth heel is someone with uh, impressive physique. He's still wrestling today. Um, don't feel like he gets enough credit. Even though a lot of superstars like to steal his move, um, Chris Master. All
0: right, okay. Um, he's he's a guy, and I, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on him. He's a good young guy at this time to have on your roster, definitely. But he's a guy, and Aaron knows this. He's a guy that I didn't like, and then as his career went on, he made me right. Um, I'm a bigger fan of him now than I was back then. He 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 became a really good pro wrestler.
2: Yes. And and, and that's what, I say, sorry, if I cut you off, but masters is the first guy on your roster that you brought up that I like this expression is that's a puppy with big paws. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like he, he's going to grow into what he is. What like he's got big paws. He's a, He's going to You know what I mean Like he might not Look great now He might be Staggering around But let him go under the those
1: Right He might be big Goofy tripping over His old, own feet But once he gets there
4: Yeah We just got to learn him yeah. and Another guy That could have Been, been, been there the with Matt Sting title run. see what he can learn You know I, I agree with you. Masters has a lot Of potential um, And I think If you, you put him In with Sting Or Cena And let them Actually have a match Not just you know them throwing him around and him trying to put the master lock on, I I always thought of Chris Masters, uh, sort of like a war, like the warlord or the barbarian, this big lumbering guy, who could have maybe used a manager like they had, or at least gotten a mid card title run for a little bit just to see how he would do. You know what I mean? Right. There was so much hope and expectations for guys like Ken Kennedy back then and Carlito. That okay, so kind of got lost.
0: Here we go. Here we go. Archie made a good point. How about this, Mark? I'll be car- part of your creative team. <laughs> this is 2003. You mean Mark's not hiring
4: you? Wait a minute. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this is 2003. How about this? Chris Masters managed by Teddy Long. Not yeah. bad. Holla, holla, holla. Look holla, at this holla body. Look it. at the body on this man, player. Look at the body on this man.
1: Yeah, that Cumula could
4: work. You gonna go one-on-one with Chris Masters. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah that would definitely work yeah, considering I, I, you know he was he was the mouthpiece behind rodney mack and, and such you know so that would that that could definitely go over
2: Who, i thought i when you brought up a manager i was trying to think of like a weird like combination you know what i thought about
1: harvey wimpleman I
2: like, no <laughs> i was like mark said that abyss was going to be managed by james vandenberg right no
1: James mitchell
2: oh ja- yeah hey, james, james vandenberg <laughs> Guy. fucking James Mitchell managing the masterpiece. It's fucking weird. Um, but I think it would be.
1: Yeah, like he could have like a, a whole stable of, of like, you know, it'd be his own little sideshow type gimmick. Right. He, that's his strong yeah. man.
2: The monster of yeah, the masterpiece. <laughs> Not bad. Not bad.
0: It's the masterpiece.
2: <laughs> it's, um, it's my yin my yang. You know what I mean? That should be cool. They'd be a cool team. Um, Go ahead, sorry.
1: My my next face, I think we're we can all agree that this guy is, uh definitely had longevity as a performer and at this time wow. it, it would kind of fit with the whole bringing young Nakamura over but Jushin And He's still um
0: at this point he's what uh probably greatest tw- yeah, and but he's probably like, you know, yeah, he's probably in his forties. And but like you said, you've got younger guys like um Nakamura or AJ Styles or what have you that he can be in the ring with and do some high impact stuff and he's gonna have great matches. So yeah, definitely.
4: I don't think AJ and and uh, Liger ever went one on one. That would be a hell of a match. You
1: damn sure would. And it, and it would appeal to both the American and the Japanese crowd, and you right. could get eyes from both on it.
2: And what Liger did, sorry if somebody was going to say something, but what I think Liger did, and he probably didn't even think about it in the beginning of his career, he wore them. he wore a full face mask, obviously, and a full body suit. So guess what? He never did. He never what? aged.
4: <laughs> exactly. True.
2: True. You know I mean? Like like they never saw him age, and. Wrestlers can be great into their like forties and fifties, but when you look at him you're like, Oh man, he doesn't look right. like he used to but he always right. looked the fucking same because he was in that complete bodysuit. So Liger retiring at fifty looked exactly the same that he did when he was like twenty
4: three. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and he still wrestled the same too. Dude was still going good. He went his match with Tyler Breeze in NXT was un- unbelievable a few years back. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think Liger in 2003 would be great for your roster.
1: Who you got next? On my heels, number nine is Gene Snitsky. Oh God! <laughs>
4: Who's next, Mike Knox?
1: <laughs> no, I just I, I chose Snitsky because he was another big guy heel that you could. Really get the people invested in disliking and did that whole "it's not my fault" thing, you know. It, it's it's kind of it, it's a more cheap heat <laughs> He's gonna punt. He's gonna punt a baby doll into the crowd every show. But oh <laughs> god,
2: <laughs> he's another Vanderpump you can put him with. And too. then and
0: then and then you can bring you can actually bring baby doll in, and he can punt baby doll. <laughs> like,
2: you know, the lady
4: Baby doll That would break his foot And then Randy Orton's like, hey, that's my gimmick." <laughs> and
0: then you bring in Sam Houston He could be like avenging Anyway um, <laughs> But yeah, no, Snits- Snitsky was Snitsky is, and, and there's a couple of guys On my roster that, like, I was like, you know what You can't have You can't have a roster where everybody's A fucking main eventer right. it, does, it doesn't work And so, yeah, I have a couple of guys on my roster like that, too, that can kind of be a utility player. It's a bigger guy, but he can do a job for the big show or whoever. And, uh, yeah, Snisky was fine. I don't know, you know.
1: Moving along, my ninth face, Kurt Angle. 2003
0: Kurt Angle is peak Kurt Angle.
1: Exactly. My opinion,
0: my opinion, you have, I mean, that's the year he was having some of the best matches and anybody that tells you I'm wrong is honestly full of shit. Some of the best matches that have ever been on WWE television was Kurt Angle versus Brock Lesnar in any way, shape or form. Some of the best matches, pro wrestling, bell to bell matches they've ever had. Yeah. And, And, and Kurt, Kurt was, Kurt was, Kurt was peak Kurt
2: Angle, and that whole, um, they call it the the SmackDown Eight or whatever, mm-hmm. like him Edge, like there's that there's that um fucking tag team match like that triple threat tag team match where it's like Edge Ray Mysterio versus um Kurt and Benoit and the World's Greatest Tag Team, it, it, it's like that SmackDown era was some of the best wrestling that's ever been on TV. And, and Kurt was a very integral part of it. Yep. And, and bell to bell, he was always
1: solid. Like I can't think back and, and think, well, damn, that was a really shitty Kurt angle match.
0: Yeah. I mean, it was, I was going to say, even during his, even during his time where he was like, Pulling you out. know, dealing with his own demons and stuff, you can't find, you, you still can't find a, a, a crack in his game, you know?
1: I agree. Um, my tenth heel, the devil himself, Kevin Sullivan. Kevin Sullivan
2: <laughs> worked in two
1: thousand three. Yeah, uh, when according to the roster that I saw, yes, he was working in two thousand three. For what company?
4: Oh, probably somewhere in Florida, <laughs> <laughs> right?
0: But if he was if he was still lacing him up, Mark can use him,
1: right? <laughs> and to me, you know, he he's just that guy that you want to smack the hell out of just because he's that guy. I mean, he, he's a solid performer, but he knows how to draw heat.
0: I changed my mind.
1: <laughs> On. I don't
0: I don't want Chris Masters to be with Teddy Long anymore.
1: <laughs> you want him to be with Kevin Sullivan?
0: I do. Remember Mark Lewin as the purple haze? <laughs> Like Chris Masters that is like, different. not the purple haze, but it's the same premise, you know? Right. I don't know. Anyway, that's just my brain fucking going off into outer space.
1: And my last face.
2: And he's going to have Snitsky,
1: too. Snitsky? <laughs> and my last face. No that...
2: one ever said getting these guys over was going to be easy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so It's someone that Aaron had just mentioned. And I feel like... If you're gonna have all these monstrosities on your roster, you got to have that underdog little guy, and the greatest underdog little guy in history is Ray Mysterio. Rey
4: Mysterio. <laughs> I thought I you meant Little Guido from ECW. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I, I feel like Ray would be uh, be able to hang with any of these guys on this roster, and <clears throat> the crowd always gets behind him, and and like. Nate was saying earlier when I had uh, brought up Tiger Mask, the possibility for merchandising is through the roof.
4: Oh wait, we gotta make merchandise for our companies. We gotta make money. You're, build, you're building <laughs> a fucking company here, Mitchell. I I was doing Tony Khan style. I was just gonna lose as much money as possible. <laughs> and do cocaine. I just pictured Archie, but with Tony Khan's fro. Right, <laughs> that would be cool. I'd, I'd be happy with that hair. <laughs> Uh, I'm thinking about the possibility <laughs> <Tom> of, <laughs> I'm thinking about the possibility of Rey Mysterio Jr. versus Kevin Sullivan in the smallest not a midget match. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're not midgets, but they're not exactly tall.
1: <laughs> it's the, the, the vertically challenged
4: right. division. Right. <laughs> and then Abyss comes out and beats them both up.
2: <laughs> he interrupts their step letter match. Right,
1: <laughs> it's not. They didn't even suspend it above the ring. It's just suspended <laughs> above the corner. <laughs> right,
3: the corner.
1: <laughs> Whoever yeah, can like, climb to the top rope can can barely reach it.
4: No, I I like Rey Mysterio back then. I should say I don't like Rey Mysterio nowadays. But I I think Rey Mysterio is a good uh, good wrestler to have on the roster. Any roster, any year, up until. 2016. Well,
2: I think Ray is still really good. I just been, uh, um, he's had bad moments.
4: No, I think he's pulling a bull, Bill Watts with his son and really trying to get his son over no matter how bad Dominic is. That's what I think. He cares more about making Dominic a star than he does what he's doing. What He cares about what he's doing with his career anymore.
2: I don't want to get into the Dom weed because I'm not like the Dom weed. That's person. all I have to say. I'm not even
4: getting into Dominic. I promise. <laughs>
2: Okay, I'm not the biggest current um, fan, but I think that character is being handled exactly. I think it's great.
4: Like Eric Watt? No.
2: (laughs) Like, that character is being booked exactly how his character should be. Like, the fans are mad because they're like, oh, this guy sucks and they're doing this with him or whatever. But those Judgment Day people, like, the way I'm looking at it is, they don't think. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> and and it, 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 like it, it's a great fucking angle. And I think it's going to turn into eventually Dom is going to get into a situation where he's in over his head and those judgment day people are going to turn on him and then Ray's going to save him. And that's how they're going. If, if that makes sense. But That's what I think yeah. they're going for. And I think it's a, I think it's a very, I think it's going to be a very well thought out long.
4: Listen, come on my show for the first week of the year of the new year, and we'll discuss this.
1: Okay. All
4: right, Mark, you could be there too because I know how much you love Dom.
1: <laughs> um. So we're gonna move along to my champions now. Yes.
4: My, my world, favorite part.
1: My world champion, Teddy Hart, because he's heat magnet. He's my Rick, he's my Rick Flair. I love it. He He's the heat magnet. You let him be himself and open his mouth. He's immediately the biggest heel in the company. And he is currently feuding with, drum roll please, Nate Maxson said it earlier John Cena.
0: <laughs> yep. Good mic work. And, and Teddy Hart can be like, eat shit. I'm the
2: champ. <laughs> right. And <laughs> John would destroy him, but that's okay. Verbally, <laughs> John would destroy Teddy Hart.
1: But it, indeed. My my tag team champions are Monty Brown and Savio Vega being managed by Kevin Sullivan. Their tag team name is the Devil's Henchman. And they <laughs> are currently feuding with the asylum, who consists of Abyss and Gene Snitsky. Abyski. I love it.
4: <laughs> Abyssky. Wow.
1: <laughs> my my
4: Snitsky could be like, it wasn't my fault. And then Abyss could look at him. It kind of was.
1: And of course, they're managed by James Mitchell Um, My United States champion Mr. America He's over like Rover He's America's favorite patriot But he is currently feuding with Kane But has a kayfabe injury From Kane showing up at Brooke Hogan's birthday party And attacking him Jesus Christ My my
2: but then ex- Nick the
4: Hogan did a run in with his car and ran over the funny part isn't is that Brooke would have been like 16 at this point, so it would have been perfect. He's interrupting her sweet 16, he's terrorizing the kids, you know. <laughs>
1: and, and Kane is the monstrosity to do it.
4: Right. And
0: Hulk Hulk Hogan's like, I don't know why you're attacking me, brother. I'm not Brock, Mr. Why America. Why
4: you- <laughs> right, I'm not Mr. America. I <laughs> nothing to you, dude. <laughs>
1: My my ex division champion is AJ Styles. He's everyone's favorite up and comer, and he's currently feuding with Randy Orton, who's the smug, arrogant, cocky heel. Their previous encounter saw Orton try his apron DDT, and AJ AJ ca- ca- countered with a phenomenal forearm to pick up the victory.
0: And they're feuding at this time because they both have the same haircut. Uh-huh. <laughs> Hell, Caesar. <laughs>
1: <laughs> My intercontinental champion is Jerry Lynn with Don Marie. White trash version. <laughs> he is currently feuding with Tiger Mass, that heroic good guy that's morally clean that you just want to see win. But... Despite him being a heel, we send Jerry all over the globe defending the Intercontinental Championship because he can literally have a good match with A-Rock. Not The Rock, A-Rock. A-Rock.
4: <laughs> Upon hearing that, Dwayne Johnson strolls into Mark's company and says, well, now I got, now you got a match.
1: And that concludes my roster. <laughs> and
0: that was a good roster for 2003. I dig it.
4: Yeah, I... I told Mark he could even eventually turn Jerry Lynn uh, face by having Teddy Hart steal Dawn Marie, and you've got a built-in feud right there between Teddy Hart and Jerry Lynn, and I think that would be a killer feud. Well,
0: you weren't you weren't here earlier, Archie, when uh, Aaron said Jamie Noble could play Tiger Mask, so that even works even yeah, better. it does work. <laughs> he could be like, Dawn Marie's my baby now, baby. <laughs> and now we've gone from 2003, and we're going back 17 years to 1986. For
1: Aaron's roster. So, podcast... Yeah. Fired up. <laughs> he just smiled like a jackass eating briars on that Wait one. a second. Yeah. I,
4: thought I, I thought I challenged him to use 1977. I Mark, that said I gotta use, Mark said I got to use... Mark said I got to use all of WCW in, in 2001. And I said... <laughs> never mind. Go ahead, Aaron.
2: I, I picked 89. because Aaron's said like, my years. first champion is Baron Mikel Cicluna. Yeah. I... I said Nate said pick a year didn't tell what it was and I said 89 and then he said it was building a roster I said I did that one last time and then Nate gave me 86 yes so I built my 86 roster and we're going um we're gonna it's 10 faces 10 heels 5 tag teams so do you guys want to hear my first face or my first heel first heel my first heel um, if anybody else would have picked anybody but this guy they're dumb, it's Roddy Piper. Good, pick. good choice. Hell yeah. You're not the gonna, Walker, you're not gonna, you're not gonna find, Yeah,
0: you're not gonna find other than um, I don't know, probably other than Ric Flair in nineteen eighty six, you're not gonna find a better heel than
2: Piper right. might even be better. Oh, he's totally better. Not in the ring, but as a character and just a um, miserable human being. You, you, you know what I mean. Like, there's things you like about Rick. If you're a dude and you're a wrestling fan, you there's shit you like about Flair. He's out there slanging the fucking meat stick. <laughs> he's out there. He's out there getting ass and doing his thing, you know. But if you're Piper, he's just like, oh, I'm the best. I'm better than everything. You know what I mean? Like, he's he's an asshole. You don't want to be Rick Flair. Or right. you don't want to be you know, Rick Flair. You don't want to be Roddy Piper. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, you want to beat up Roddy Piper. Yeah, you want to beat him up because he's a fucking asshole. And there's no better heel that you could have in your roster. It's just a complete asshole than Roddy Piper.
1: Yeah, agreed. Mike work, Mike work was superb. Hmm? His mic work was superb. Oh, yeah.
2: He, he, he like, 80, 86 Piper top of this fucking...
1: Yeah, and that's what you want out, out of somebody on your roster that can that can get the people invested in in whatever he's involved in. And Piper had a way of, with words. Oh, yeah. It was definitely
0: a wordsmith. Oh, yeah. And at this time, you also weren't dealing with... Um, um, in 86, you weren't dealing with what Piper am I going to get? Yeah. You were dealing with Roddy Piper.
2: Yeah, I'm thinking of the... I'm thinking of the TNT Piper, the fucking kind of um, like a this fat smug face. Yeah, <laughs> like two times, two times. You know, <laughs> like he doesn't give a shit what anybody says to him. He's gonna come back full throttle with him. Like you come at me, he, he, he was just you know what I mean. Like mm-hmm. you ask the question, or yeah, you, know, you ask the questions, I change the answer type thing. You know what I mean? Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. So you guys got anything else on pipe? No, a great choice. There's not a lot you can say about him that hasn't already been said. Right. I shouldn't say there's not a lot you can say about him. I'm just saying there's not a lot not a lot you can say that hasn't already been. And that says a lot about the next guy I'm gonna say is um the first face I've picked is Dusty Rhodes.
1: Oh, funk like a mucker.
2: Hard times, Daddy.
0: <laughs> You're not gonna get any argument here. Um <clears throat> He's going to give you and this is 86, so he's still he's 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 aging, but he's not done yet. Yep. And he's still he's still one of the best promos. And I don't know, he's just dusty's dusty. You know, there's not there's not bad dusty. Uh
4: yeah. you know, and there
0: there are people that might argue with me, but you're not gonna get you're
4: not gonna get any dusty. You ain't getting an argument for me on Dusty Road. Yeah.
1: In my opinion, one of the most charismatic people to ever be in the business.
4: Hands down, no,
2: no. Fans or butts, and just because I drive a big car now, don't make me bad, Jack. Yeah, Jack, yeah, he's a fucking. He's in the top five best fucking promos, and honestly, I think that work rate. He's one of the most underrated big men in the wrestling ever.
0: Oh yeah, he could go an hour. He could go an hour, and you don't lose interest.
2: Yeah, and, and he went an he could go an hour with guys that looked ten times better than he, you know what I mean,
1: as far as physical shape goes. Right?
2: Yeah, yeah. Like he's a roly-poly motherfucker, but he's out there going an hour with fucking <laughs> um, Flair, or Blanchard, or any of those people, and and he held his own, and. um I don't wanna I don't wanna get too into into the weeds or whatever, so I'm gonna say who my champions are before we get to the end. Um, Dusty is my inaugural United States champion. Makes sense. Like he's my champ uh, the secondary thing. I'm the United States champion, baby. You know, and he's the hard working champion. He's gonna he's gonna be at the the middle of the card. He's not necessarily the main event, but he's the guy that wants to get to the champion type thing.
0: And and like I said at this point, and not to cut you off, but at 86, right. he's older. He's later in his career. That's a good place for him. He's probably not your guy you want on top, you know, because in the next couple of years, these younger guys that you have on your roster, you want him to be helping to bring them up. Not that he has to yeah. job out to all of them all the time, but you know what I
2: mean. Right. I don't. I don't want my – like – I, I was like, oh maybe I want Dusty to be my world champ, but it's like
1: uh it's cliche kinda. I,
2: if you I, don't want him when, I don't want to win all the time. Yeah, not right. in eighty six. I want him I want him if we were now. if we
0: if we were talking like eighty one through eighty-four, maybe. But yeah, in eighty
1: six you have him perfectly Yeah, that would that that would have been like me putting Sting as, as my as my world champ, you know what I'm saying? Yeah,
2: fat so, Sting, fat, Dusty. Anyway, fat go dusty. ahead. Here. It was always fat dusty. <laughs> There's never Slim Dusty. There was a time where he was just Chubby Chubby Dusty. <laughs> <laughs> That's a nice nickname.
0: Chubby <laughs> Dusty. He Slim always had those little daddy.
1: That
0: was when he was tagging with that was when he was in the in the uh, the the Texas, the West Texas Outlaws. He was Chubby it was Chubby Dusty and Chubby Dick.
2: I <laughs> think <laughs> those were the Dudley boys. Now wait a second. Okay. We gotta chubby tone dusty down our dick.
4: language we got to tone down our language for YouTube, but yet you can say chubby dick. Short for
0: Richard. It's short for uh-huh. Richard.
4: It's a, it's a short dick. Mm-hmm. It's a short dick. Okay. <laughs> that don't make it less
1: painful. <laughs> Go ahead, Aaron.
2: All right. The next guy is, and like I said, I wanted to get who I was saying were my champions out of the way. Like we said, Piper was my top heel. Right, right. Dusty is the United States champion. Piper is my top heel, but he's not my heel champion. Okay, okay. Um, my heel champion is Randy Savage.
4: Oh, Ooh, yeah. Oh, yeah.
2: Randy Savage is my champ, but he's not quite over Piper in the pecking order because in my mind, I'm thinking eventually i'm going to have those two confront each other and i'm gonna let my fan base decide who's more over right yeah like like which one of these guys is gonna turn and imagine a randy savage heel roddy piper heel confrontation and you let the fans
4: that'd be one for that. You just damn an eighty-six that would be nuclear organic heat uh, uh face, you know what I mean? Like whichever one of them turns to becoming face is gonna be loved. There's there's no you know what I mean, there's no going back from that.
2: Yeah, so that's what I'm doing with that. But Randy, he's my world champ, and like I said, I'm gonna let I'm gonna let it see how it handles and see how my um studio audience reacts because that's that's my main place to book in is I'm putting this shit in a studio because I think studio wrestling honestly is the was and is the best way to determine how your audience I think and Nate you might understand what I'm saying like I think that's the best audience that you can decide how people are reacting. You know what I mean? 'Cause those like, are your when... hardcore fans. Yeah, Those are the people that are every fucking week and they're going to say how they feel. So I'm going to put, I'm going to put Piper out there. He's got heel promos doing whatever he's doing with whoever he's doing with Savage out there. He's the champ. He's winning every, every other week at the fucking arenas. Eventually I'm going to confront them. And um, But we've talked about Savage a lot on here. So there's probably not a lot else to say on him. No, right? he's, no, he's the good, he's the best pick. So, um, my next baby face, right? Yeah, my next baby face is Ricky Steamboat.
4: (laughs) Good choice. Very good choice. Like, I'm just saying,
2: guys, 86 is so fucking full of goddamn talent. (laughs) Like, if you're trying to book a roster in 86 and you don't put Rick Steamboat on your fucking roster, I don't know what the fuck you're doing.
4: I agree. I agree. He can be put anywhere on the card, and he's getting over. Doesn't matter, opening the show or main event. Ricky Steamboat is it.
1: I mean, it it don't matter. You you got to it. You could you could take your show internationally and just say go to Hawaii. That's gonna be, he's gonna surpass Dusty as far as being over in that in that place. You know what I'm saying? And, and like genuinely, even he was over with the American crowd, so.
0: Well, yeah, and I was going to say, with your, um, excuse me, with with Dusty, like we said, Dusty's, not that Dusty's having bad matches, but Dusty is Dusty. As far as the babyface roster goes, at the top, Ricky's going to be your workhorse. Right.
2: Yeah, put him right in the, put him right in the right before permission match. You know what I mean? Like, he's right there with some of his other heels I'm going to bring up, but he doesn't necessarily have to be a champion to have the fans into him.
4: Right. No, Ricky was always I loved Ricky as Intercontinental champion and I loved him as NWA champion, but the Ricky Steamboat story is better told of him chasing the title instead of yeah. him winning it. Yeah. So
2: and and, and he's a good-looking dude, he's going to have the sympathy of the crowd and all that shit. So if you're booking it this time and you don't want that dude on your roster, I don't know what the fuck you
4: Can I, I – I don't know if you guys feel the same way, but Ricky Steamboats, I guess it was his WCW music, it gives me chills when I hear those first few bars. You know what I mean? That,
3: yeah.
4: It's just – it's like you know you're about to witness a great match, no matter who he was going against, whether it was against Flair whether it was in a tag match with the Hollywood blondes or with Barry Windham and Dustin Rhodes Norman you know, the like, lunatic no he's right <laughs> right <laughs> you know it it's, Ricky Steamboat always had a good match we did that remember we watched that pay-per-view that that Madison Square Garden show before WrestleMania like about like a year ago Nate yeah mm-hmm. and i think he fought he fought Tony Gray, Gray or something like that uh Tony Garea yeah, yeah, Tony Garea, and he had a no, banger no, 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 no,
0: no, with- no, no. He didn't, he didn't fight Garea. He fought uh, Rene Goulet. Rene
4: Goulet, right? Yeah, and it was a banger of a match. Yeah, and it was like he's getting this kind of a match out of Rene Goulet. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, Ricky is a is a great pick.
2: All right. So anything else on Mister Steamboat?
4: All right. Well, he was
2: my second baby face. Yes. Um, my my third heel. Might throw you guys off, okay? But my third heel on my roster in 1986 is the Dynamite Kid. Okay, (laughs) was Dynamite
4: ever a a heel? Oh yes! Really? I didn't know that. Fantastic as a
2: he was fantastic as just this little fucking fireplug asshole, (laughs) shit talking guy. And the reason is, because guess what Tom Billington was? He was a shit-talking fireplug motherfucker. (laughs) In real life, yeah. In real life. It's kind of like what Mark was saying about Teddy Hart. I want Dynamite Kid to go out there, and all I'm going to tell him is, say whatever the fuck you want to say, and leave their eyes alone. Right. Don't go like, don't take their teeth out. Don't take their eyes out. Do whatever the fucking else. You and I think Dynamite is a fucking heel. Little shithead would be fucking fantastic. And in my mind, I'm thinking about him going after like a Dusty Rhodes or a Savage. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? But right. I, I think maybe a lot he injures, it,
4: Maybe he injures Dusty. Not not during a match, but during an interview he injures Dusty and that makes Ricky put up for Dusty. So now you got Steamboat versus Dynamite Kid. Yeah. Until and Dusty it, gets better.
2: And it's a face Steamboat versus a heel dynamite. But right. I think Dynamite Kid, for one, Dynamite and, and Nate knows I'm not blowing smoke when I say this. He's one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. Yeah, I've heard you say it before. But him being full blown heel. In a promotion where he can say whatever the fuck he wants to say. Because if I'm a booker and fucking Tom shows up, I'm just like, fucking do
4: whatever the fuck you want, man. I'm going to love it, no matter what you do. I imagine him being almost like a ending of his WCW run or when he got to the WWF, like Brian Pillman. If you let him run loose like that, you know what I mean? That loose cannon beating everybody up, but also trash talking at the same time. You know what I mean? So I like it.
1: Or you could go the ninety seven uh Bret Hart route and just have him go out there and trash Americans and then have to right. come out there. you ain't gonna talk about my peoples baby <laughs> tell you about it. Yeah.
2: and and there's something I really like about like a fire plug wrestler like that that just doesn't give a f- right right like his character is or I shouldn't even say his character, but like his build. He's a smaller guy, but his character doesn't give a fuck. You know what I mean? Like I, I, I like a little. It, it goes against wrestling norms, but I like a little asshole. You know what I mean? It, it's just something yeah. I like. Nobody likes a big asshole. <laughs> 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 but, but you know what I'm talking about. Was, like was that was that a Jim Barnett
0: quote? <laughs>
4: I'm sorry, Wait, I had to slide that one in. Like, in. Like, like, that, that's, what, that's another Jim Barnett quote. Could that be the name of this episode? Chubby dicks and big asshole. <laughs> Not, only on <laughs> Not on YouTube. Not on YouTube. No, no, no. That'll get the
1: wrong type of news. On Spotify, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but do you guys get what I'm saying? Yes, I, we, yeah, agree. We, we, we agree, agree and, and I definitely understand. Like have you ever
2: met like that guy That's just like he's a smaller guy But he's like looking up at somebody And being like don't fuck with me And then he just knocks the big fucker out Dean
1: Malenko yeah, yeah that's me
2: <laughs> That's what I I'm doing That's what I'm doing with Dynamite I just think Dynamite If you guys and I know Archie was the a heel Archie take some time to go I will watch Calgary and watch Dynamite be a fucking. It's so fucking good.
4: I, I definitely will because I've seen all of his other stuff. I've seen him with Davey. I've seen him in Japan. I never knew he was a heel though. I always saw him as a face. So oh, he was fucking yeah. I definitely fantastic. have to watch him.
2: Like he did not give a fuck, and he was violent, and he was hard hitting. Like I I know there's a lot of comparisons that people do to Benoit. To dynamite, and it's it's
4: um it's not a bad comparison though because you, back, you know it, it, it made sense
2: he was so much more hard hitting than it's fucking um so I I, I like I said if you hadn't watched it take time to watch it oh I definitely will I definitely will so I just gave dynamite as my heel correct correct yes yes all right so my next baby face. Is Mr. USA Tony Atlas? Good choice. Good choice. Uh So you both picked Mr. USA. <laughs> yeah. I pick. I pick Mr. Miracle. <laughs> <Mr.
3: Merkel.
1: laughs> but um, great physique and, and you know you want something for everybody. You already have Steamboat with the pollen for the Polynesians and and that sort of geared towards that crowd. You got Dusty geared towards you know the working man, the common man, and all that. And now you got Tony who. Obviously, you know, appeals to the African American crowd and all that. So, I mean, you're
2: booking smart here. Plus, he's jacked. He looks yeah. like a fucking star
1: to the fucking heels. <laughs>
2: yeah, like I took a, I met Tony Atlas, and he was cool as fuck. And he autographed my magazine. And he's like, oh, I know that magazine. And then he and he flipped it over to the next picture. And then he he knew his next picture was in there, and he autographed it again. And then I looked at the picture of me next to Tony Atlas, and I was like, I'm a very small, useless man. (laughs) I didn't realize it when Nate took the picture, but then when I looked at it, I'm like, Jesus Christ. He's fucking probably 67 years old. And I look like a small, small man. So then I thought about him in 86. Like, how big was this motherfucker? And... Tony Atlas is like, was he the best promo in the world? No. But he's charismatic and he's um, I don't want to say
4: it um, he's small town spoken. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, they still make a big deal. Even today when he's like at an indie event in small towns, people come out in droves to see him. So back then he was, you know, over and he still is. So yeah.
2: Like he's the guy that can be like, oh shucks, you know, and, and like talk to the crowd and not make them feel like he's above them or whatever. And like I said, he's jacked to the gills, looks like a star, somebody that you want to put on your show, big fucking jacked up guy, but can he looks
1: like what the fuck a wrestler's supposed to look like.
2: Yeah. But he's still soft spoken and can talk to the- Tony Atlas is on my rock. Good and choice. On him. Good pick nothing else on Mr atlas um ram McNally's his manager um
1: <laughs> side note
2: <laughs> the next heel on my roster um is tully Blanchard.
1: good choice
4: perfect heel. Perfect heel.
1: I think that he doesn't get enough credit like uh, like he he's in there with the horseman, but I don't think like as what he could singly do in the ring, he gets enough credit.
4: I uh, mentioned this I mentioned this when we talked about um, that WCW pay-per-view that we watched uh, where Flair and Anderson went at it. And I said uh, Arn was always behind Flair and it sucked that Arn didn't get a push because Flair always had the world title. The same could be said for Tully. Tully could go. The matches with Magnum, T.A., Dusty, and a list of others in singles matches, Tully was unbelievable. And I think that if they would ever have let maybe Tully break off from the Horseman, or, you know, just had even just a, a match with Flair, not a feud, but a match because, you know, the partners could wrestle. doesn't mean it's the end of the world. I think him and Flair could have had a, a great technical battle. So in 86, I, I think Tully is a great choice.
2: I think Tully's biggest um, problem his, in his career was Tully. Well that too. <laughs> like he got it his own way. Like Flair said they got on a fucking plane. Like it was the it was the booked um Crockett plane and after they they got on it after a show and Blanchard was like, You know what probably draw some money? Why doesn't Dusty book against Dusty? Like like what Dusty's just book himself against Dusty. All we're doing is fucking hitting elbows and elbows and elbows. Like,
4: like he got in his. Own. He definitely did in the WWF. I know that when he failed the, the drum test and got fired, and yeah. that yeah. kind of soured WCW on him going back there. So yeah, definitely got in his way then. Nate, you got anything on Tully? You look like you're smirking I, a little bit. I am.
0: <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. I- <laughs>
1: What are you about? <laughs> Like he slipped out a fart or something. And you exactly He's got a real
4: hostile, hostile, hostility against uh, Tully. In,
0: in all the years that we've done this show, in all the years that we've talked about wrestling, in all the years of um, and, and this is no slight to Mark or, or, or Archie or Chad or anybody else we do a show with, has anybody ever noticed that when we talk about Tully, I'm respectful, but I don't say a lot? Yeah,
4: I have noticed that.
0: That's because I'm the only guy... On the planet, that's a wrestling fan that thinks totally, man. really. And, and I don't want to slaughter the cow now because I don't want to get in the weeds. We're a, a, an hour and 51 minutes into the show.
2: I still have a lot of people. That would, I know that would that's mark what go. I'm saying. Mark I
0: don't do I, I do want to have a 27 minute conversation, but I think I'm the only like real hardcore, almost, I, I almost kind of consider myself a bit of a historian i try to be in that category and, and really study the business maybe this is a whole other show <laughs> i am that one guy and i'm not in any way shape or form saying tully blanchard sucked no way tully blanchard's a great wrestler he's a great heel etc cetera, etc cetera. but i think he's wow we'll get into it some other time right. well we
1: found that that's that's why
0: because yeah. because I respect him and because I see what everybody's saying about him, I get it. That's why a lot of times when we talk about Tully, I just kind of see him That is
4: like Mark, that is a really good idea. We should all pick one wrestler we think is overrated. Slaughter a
0: sacred cow.
4: Hey, yeah. guys. Guess what? Not getting into my roster before I
2: get into my next face. Thursday and Friday, I'm stuck in a hotel room, so if anybody wants to do a Freeform Thursday show, I thought...
0: Yeah, I can't, because okay. I have to work fucking all the time. Well, I'm, I'm like, leaving town
4: like, to go like, be with family.
2: Whatever. <laughs> Fuck you guys. <laughs> it's Christmas week. I Aaron. love you,
4: Aaron. I feel like... I feel like I have, have a totally wife.
0: Now. I have a wife. She wants to spend time with me at Christmas.
4: <laughs> I have grandkids. And they want to spend time with me at Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> I have nobody... <laughs> We'll come spend time with I said with my, I'll my jump family. on
1: with you. <laughs> I said no, I'll, I'll jump on with
2: you. <laughs> he only, he only
4: wants Nate. No, he only's happy when Nate is on. I've offered to. No, me. Just I'm me not only happy
2: when Nate's on. <laughs> I'm not even happy when Nate's on. I thought we were <laughs> <getting> <laughs> never happy.
3: <laughs>
2: never happy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> this
3: is good. I story.
0: thought we were going to we get into the weeds on Tully Blanchard. So I'm Tully
2: Blanchard, no on happiness. On Aaron. <laughs> I feel like I'm Tully Blanchard.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Wait, can I be Oli?
2: Oh, I'm probably more Oli than anybody. Oli, Oli Oxen Free. All right, Aaron. I don't want to be the grumpy right. old man. But yes, we will definitely in the new year have a slaughter of the sacred cows. All right. Oh, God. So Tully was my heel, right? Yes. Right. All right. My next face is Jimmy Snuka <laughs> We don't know what he did yet. Like like we kinda know, but we don't. So we still a face.
0: I mean, if you Aaron. got a suitcase if you got a suitcase of money, it don't yeah, Aaron. Your
4: roster's killing it. <laughs> <I>
0: know, <right? laughs>
4: it's
0: taking it's taking care of business, brother. Yeah. But no, in nineteen eighty six Snook is ripped. Um, he's, he's got ripped. great promos. <laughs> I are
4: you mean relive, are you gonna relive the poker no, his,
2: his promos were great, Nate. They were great because you, you you didn't they weren't they were warrior stupid. They were it made sense. Like it, it made sense. <laughs> like when you watched it, you weren't like this guy's a
4: fucking idiot. You were like <laughs>
1: fucking speaking
4: like, to me. St- no, not- but by the end of it, my eyes were looking out of my head I was like, that's what he was going for.
1: It's not like watching a Sid promo. <laughs> well, and let's be honest,
0: it's the mid it's the mid
1: eighties. Snook
0: is on cocaine. Ninety-seven percent of the people that are watching him on, on are on cocaine. They all get each five. I was five.
4: I was not on cocaine. Yes,
0: <laughs> but no Snooka for '86. Um, over, like Aaron said, he's over. Um, going into going into Hulkamania, uh, there was there was no other choice. If Vince would have not got Hogan, there was not another choice on that roster.
4: Right. Yeah, because that that guy was so Hulkamania, um, brother.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's
4: running and, wild, brother.
0: And and, and if, if Snooker could have stayed clean, then Snooker could have not been killing women and, and doing every drug that he could get his grubby little hands on. He could have been right up well, there with hope.
2: Yeah, and, and, and in 86, is. if he tries to hold me up for money, I'd be like, yeah, I know what you did in that hotel. <laughs> <laughs> like, right, whatever you want me to do. It's like it's
0: like. Look, I know what you did in the hotel. This one's on Here, the house. Yeah, here's here's some booger sugar. Shut the <laughs> fuck up. Get out there and do the thing, tree
2: boy. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. Oh, God Almighty. I'll let you knee drop, Chad, and shut the fuck up.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but no, in, in all seriousness, Snook is a great pick um, because, regardless of his demons and regardless of what he did recreationally. Did anybody else ever see him go out and have a bad match? I didn't. I watched nope. one live.
4: I mean, here, best here's best my best thing. You.
0: Here's my thing. Is this guy coked up yeah. Has he hurt anybody? No. I mean, not, not a wrestler. <laughs> <laughs> not a male. Has
2: he not a male talent. Has he murdered? Yeah.
4: Yeah. <laughs> can he read? No. No. No.
2: But neither
0: can Tony Atlas, so...
4: <laughs> yeah, but Tony Atlas had that funny
0: laugh. <laughs> but anyway, no, <laughs> I was trying to be serious.
2: No, Snook is a great pick for 80s. all right Yeah, I agree. So, if you guys got anything else on the Cosby of wrestling, we'll move on. No. Um,
1: <laughs> the Cosby of wrestling. The
2: Cosby of wrestling. Um, my next Pud- heel Pud- is Pop.
1: Coconut Cosby.
2: Coconut <laughs> Pudding Pops. All right, go ahead, Aaron. My next heel is Barry Windham. Yes, I don't want Barry Excellent. as a face. I want Barry as a. Heel. Barry 86? works better as a
4: heel. Yep. Uh, Barry works. So I want much better eighty-six. As
2: a heel. I want eighty-six heel Barry Windham. I had to put him, him on me. my face side. I want him doing the "I'm blonde, I'm bigger than you, I'm better than everybody else."
4: Look. I'm Look, I'm gonna go out and say it. But, but in eighty
2: six, in
0: eighty-six, Barry Wyndham was 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 let's be honest, Magnum TA. There's another Magnum TA oh, Hey, hey, hey,
4: don't you go after Magnum TA. I,
0: I'm not going after him. The man's a cripple. Um the
4: wow. 80 86
0: <laughs> Magnum TA with Dusty behind him, puckering up his asshole and his mustachio, and et cetera, et cetera. I could throw him. 6 feet out the window and put Barry Windham in that slot and put Barry Windham up against Hulk Hogan on national television in 1986 and have a fucking chance. And that's the only reason I'm disagreeing with Aaron on using Barry as a heel and Aaron's going to have his reason for using him as a heel and I get it, but Barry was fucking good, man. And that's God why it. It, but like- he was like Hulk Hogan as a great as a,
4: wrestler as a face he was too <laughs> as a face he was too clean cut he he had the 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 bandana around his neck and the you know the the, the vest and the thing but then but Archie, got, Archie that grungy, Archie, you know
0: there's a dumpster out back I can throw the bandana in the dumpster and throw the vest in the dumpster and let that dude just be his dad but with hundred percent better body and look, and I'm not dissing blackjack. Blackjack is oh, no, great. I agree, very. And I'm not arguing, athlete. and I'm really not go on no, no. and on and on. But
2: Aaron, your rationale for him being a heel, I didn't want to hijack the shit. It, it's kind of what you said was that he's bigger than everybody else. I'm he's, sorry, Magnum. He's good looking. He's this. He's that. I want him to be that guy. You know what I mean? The guy that's like. I'm better in the ring than anybody else.
0: But I'm you already bigger. have Piper.
2: I know, but Piper's not He's, as. Good.
0: Piper's but Piper's already bragged.
2: I, I don't want to argue
0: it. Uh, it's your roster, oh, brother. Go
2: and, ahead. And, and and when I say this next guy, you're going to tell me I should have flipped him. I'm honestly, I'm honestly going to say Nate is going to say I should have flipped these guys, and I'm not going to argue with it because guess who All my right. next, guess who my next fi- my next face is. What's Jake Roberts? Yes. Okay, eighty six
4: Jake Roberts is a face. Yes.
2: No. <laughs> I knew
4: <I laughs> Nate was going to say that fucking. time. Jake Roberts is a fucking heel. He's a I heel. Time I like them better as a face. <sighs> what I want to know though, he's my he's my like, he's my
2: Steve Austin baby face. I just, I want to ask one quick thing. I'm sorry, you get make, off topic. Does that
4: make sense, Nate? What I said. Yes.
2: Yeah, I, I like
4: it. that no. yeah. why are you? Why are you back yeah, in had... of Tessa Blanchard's fathers? <laughs> Magnum, Tully. Are we going to go after her mama next? Doesn't she sell her farts? <laughs> She's racist, she sells her farts, she beats up men. Like, well, your list goes on and on
1: god she's essentially jimmy snooker <laughs> right so killed nobody.
4: Kind of broad man <laughs> all right so 86 jake roberts is a face i like him personally i like him he's my just i just, I just sp- prefer- go ahead
0: Eric. go no
4: go ahead no it's um, your
2: roster no you on um, <laughs> barrier <or> jake either <laughs> yeah either one well, I said what I thought about Barry. I think Barry's the bigger guy that's on the roster. He's the alpha male of the show. The asshole. And it
0: and it's Big. your roster, not mine, but you were absolutely yeah. right. I would I would have Barry as a face
2: and Jake as a heel. That's, that's why I said it.
1: Yeah, cause I mean, I didn't I, mean I, to be
2: I, aggressive when I said that's why I said it. That's why I <laughs> said it. <laughs> uh, I'm kind
1: of in agreement agree. so with Nate there, cause like if you had Jake as like the chicken shit heel, like getting getting backed into the corner by Barry because he's
2: bigger, you know, and then he pulls out the snake. But I want Jake to be my 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 type. I get it. You know what I mean? Like he's the guy that I can do anything. Be-
0: I mean, no, and, that, and that's valid. He's your tweener. You know, he's... He's
2: he's the same guy that's going to DDT... He, he's the guy that'll DDT Dusty Rhodes, and at the same time, fucking DDT Roddy Piper. You know what I mean? He doesn't give a fuck about anybody else but himself. And he can cut a heel promo, he can cut a face promo, and it's the same goddamn promo, and it's going to draw the people. And and you're not wrong. And I'm sure our listeners, as
0: they listen to the show every week... Can always tell when I've had Nate. They're like, "Oh, Nate's at six beers," because that's when I get <laughs> more aggressive about my ideas and shit. But no, and 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 I was not. Everybody, so everybody knows I wasn't shitting on anything Aaron was saying because everything he's saying is valid. But he knew he said it <laughs> when he went into
2: this. I, I would know. flip the flip. I'm at 10 probably beer. had that
4: written down too. Nate will say flip the.
2: I <laughs> heard his flippant comments about Barry Windham and got halfway through it and I was like, eh. <laughs> Nate's not going to like this. I'm 10, <laughs> I'm 10 beers. Um, Anything else on those guys? No. All right. My, my next heel is Kurt Hennig. He's okay. six. AWA. Close. He's getting
0: ready to jump to Vince. He jumps to Vince in 80. So, you're, yeah, so you're pretty close. Next- At this time, he's he's teaming up with Scott Hall, probably. Yeah and uh, what shit you're not going to get an argument from me on kurt henning <laughs> I don't, there's no argument on greg no no not at all there was never ever he's another one of those guys that you can say uh i could say hey sit down here for two and a half weeks and watch every kurt henning match ever and find me a bad one
4: and you're not going nope. to guy made the giant look like a star in wcw
2: and on, if you no, tell no. me you
4: found a bad one, I'm going to punch you in your
2: fucking dick. I don't want to make your mom watch me punch you in the fucking dick. Oh, no. Oh,
3: God. God.
2: God. created this fucking idiot, Brenda. And I'm just going <laughs> to punch him right in the fucking
4: dick. <laughs> you know. I would find it as the one of our to ever walk the. I would find it hysterical if one of our listeners was like, My mom's name is Brenda. <laughs> <laughs> I'll punch him in the dick. He's, talk-
1: he's talking about me. <laughs>
4: <laughs> he's
1: talking about me. And I like her.
0: You- I'm sorry. I, I kind of lost. Do you have, a- you have him as a face? No, he's a heel. He's a okay. Heel. See, that's the only thing I might have done different in 86. I'm, uh, I don't want to get rostered, but I might have actually used him as a face. Nah. Like a, young, a, a, a young face. Aaron's a, like, nah, I want him to be, I want him be a and That's fine. That's Aaron's
2: roster. That's yeah, I want, want him look. to show up with the Jerry Curl and the fucking whatever. You know? Well, we
4: always had the Jerry Curl.
2: Well, I mean, I want him, when I want him showing up with that and his little black tights. And I, I'd probably even put him with Barry, not as a tag team, just as two guys. That just fight oh, on. so we're getting a
4: precursor to when they were together in WCW. I like that.
2: Like, I don't want them as a tag team. I just want them as two guys in a room. They're like, yeah, fuck all of them. <laughs> no. and,
0: and you've got the fact that they're both second generation wrestlers. Right.
1: So essentially, Kurt, Kurt Henning to Aaron's roster is what Randy Orton was to mine. Great. Yeah. Gotcha.
2: He's a little <laughs> asshole and like, fuck all of you. I'm better. Nobody you know? likes a big asshole. And. <laughs> <laughs> Are we ready for my next? Yeah, I, yeah, I think so. Good, good job, Archie. Ar-
0: good, j-
4: good job, Ar- 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 <laughs> Good job, Ar- Archie. First you called me Roger, now you're calling me Arthie. <laughs> good, Roger, 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 Roger. Well, the show fun. going we, so we, long is not we, my
2: fault. We don't have this any
4: This time, this show
2: going long is not my fault. Yes, yeah, my. Um,
0: <laughs> no, I was just gonna say, Archie said big asshole, and I was like, good job <laughs> making it full circle.
1: Right. <laughs> It, it segued
2: right back. Woof. <laughs> All right. The guy
4: go full circle. All right.
2: <laughs> so Kurt was my last heel. Correct? No. Yeah. Correct? Yes, sir. All right. My next baby face is Brad Armstrong.
4: Good. Good you, choice.
2: <laughs>
0: good. You No, you can't go wrong
2: with Brad, though.
0: You can't go wrong with Brad, no, no you matter can. what. No. And uh, it's eighty-six, so he can have like
4: curly hair and the big sunglasses. Right. Yeah. He's Kenny Omega's dad. So essentially he's card he- It's like he's a mirror of card heading, but only the Kenny face Omega.
0: Period. Kenny Omega is like the most disappointing son ever. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's it's <laughs> Doppelganger Kurt. I like and, it. Yeah. They should have a hair versus hair match. Oh god.
0: <laughs> I like that, yeah. That should work.
2: Brad Armstrong.
0: Brad Armstrong versus Kurt Hanning. Like, who wouldn't watch that?
2: Yeah, and Brad Armstrong is in my top f- and I know that sounds dumb, but I don't care about promos and I don't care about um, I don't care about things. I care about people working and Brad is on that fucking wow. like, that dude was a seamless fucking per- and he's on my
4: goddamn roster. I, I agree with him. He was a great performer. No fu-
2: Nate, you said this about Kurt early, Kurt Angle earlier. You know what I mean? Where you said there was no hole in his fucking game. Yeah. There's no hole in Kurt uh, in Brad's game. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, well, and you said, um, you know, if somebody wanted to criticize you for him being one of your favorites, well, nobody should ever criticize you for anybody being one of your favorites because it's your favorite. You know yeah, what I mean? Right. Like well, I if you don't like
2: it, fuck off. They're I don't so
0: like funny. it. I, I don't like Kenny Omega, but if Kenny Omega is somebody's favorite wrestler and that's what makes them happy, who am I to say?
4: anything? Yeah, but see, here's the thing, Nate. With, with a guy like Brad Armstrong, it, 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 you kind of going to kind of be hard-pressed to say you don't like him. You could say you don't like him, but you're still going to say he had great matches with everybody. You, on the other hand, not liking Kenny Omega caused me, who was actually a Kenny Omega fan to look at him differently. And then when AEW started, I actually looked at him and went, damn, he's only good in Japan. And that's because of the Japanese wrestlers.
0: Right. Omega yes. I mean, sucks he in the
4: United States, you
0: know, and, and um, I don't, I don't want to get, you know, we'll get into.
4: Yeah. Omega. No, I understand.
0: no, and I get it, but it's, it, you see what I'm saying though? Like Aaron, I just wanted to make mention of that. Like Aaron said, if somebody wants to say I'm stupid for him being one of my favorite wrestlers, then... No, I agree.
4: Yeah, uh, piss Brad up a road. Let him,
0: let's anybody watch what they want to watch and like what they want to like. Right. You know? But, yeah, Omega
4: sucks. But, uh, anyway. <laughs> no, I always dug Brad Armstrong. I mean, towards the at tail end of his WCW career, they were didn't know what to do with him, and they were booking him stupidly because, you know, his brother was a road dog, so let's name him Buzzkill. But... Yeah. And I'm sure he did in the '80s and, and '90s. That. He was fantastic. He was even good as buds. It wasn't <laughs> my point. Is the gimmick? It made no sense. Why now? But know? don't don't. And then they put him with, with the Master. No Limit Soldiers. It was like, okay, great. Now he's with Master P. Why? Well, you because <laughs> he was the
2: only guy they could think of that wasn't going to bitch about it. That was actually. A right. Right. So he could actually right. work with Conan and Rey Mysterio and fucking Kidman and Master P. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
4: No, I like Brad Armstrong, and I think he's a good he's a good member of your roster because again, you can put him anywhere in the beginning or middle of the card, and he's going to have a good matchup with whoever you put him with. Yes,
0: and 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 I will say this again: I am super intrigued. Obviously, it would never happen now because both men, rest in peace, are gone. But I would be super intrigued to see a match between Brad Armstrong and
2: Kurt Henning. Me too. <laughs> so my next heel. Is Stan Hansen Hilarious. Hilarious. I'll never Hilarious. look at
1: him again The same again <laughs> After that to catch a predator Stan Hansen <laughs> 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 He might just be a face for me after that <laughs> <laughs> All
2: jokes aside though Continue, continue uh, Nothing else on Stan Hansen? You you
4: threw Aaron for a loop. He doesn't even know what to say anymore. (laughs) No, he's a good pull. Definitely a good pull.
2: All right, so my next face is Rick Steiner. Very good, George. I don't want Scotty. I just want Rick. And that's my face. Anything else?
4: I I think a lot of people thought your way in, like, 86, 87. I don't want Scotty. I want Rick. (laughs) It's not when we got to the '90s. People were like, no, we want Scotty. We we want Rick too, but we definitely want Scotty. I just think Rick, um, Nate, and I have talked about this
2: on a couple different things. I I think there was points in Rick's career in the mid '80s that he should have been NWA champ at least for six months.
0: Yeah, he but, would have been a great uh, quote unquote
2: fluke champion. Yeah, he would have been. And Nate's going to laugh at this when I say it, but I would have rather seen fucking Steiner over Garvin beaten. You know what I
0: any, mean? Day, any day of the week.
2: And you could also,
1: you could have like Rick versus Randy, and that would be really fucking compelling.
2: Oh, yeah. Really good shit. I um, agree. Anything else on Mr. Rick Steiner? No, sir. All right. My next heel, Don morocco The original rock. He's getting a little fat right now, but... Mm. I think he's still he still got the promo ability and um, charisma. See, I, I wasn't the only chunky chaser.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, would I mean, anybody that been...
0: anybody that listens to anything that I've ever recorded, you're gonna know that I'm gonna say yes because Don Morocco
4: is one of the great promos of all time. End of story.
1: Yeah,
0: I was
4: never big on Morocco, not not because he wasn't good, but it was just someone I just never... I mean, I guess it was because by the time I got into wrestling, he was already on his way out and it was the tail end of his career. But then going back, I mean, except for his feud with Snuka, I was never compelled. But if you're going to have a big heel on your roster, I don't see a problem having Don Morocco there.
1: Imagine, Imagine the fucking promos that you would get between him and Dusty. Right? Yeah. That would be fucking ridiculously good. So
2: we got Mr. Morocco. Anything else on Mr. Morocco? Isn't in that 80s, a mess?
0: In 86, <laughs> he's also still at a high level in the ring.
2: Yeah, he's still able to work. He's still doing his thing. He still looks good.
0: I think that's a good pull. I agree. Most definitely. Um, he's He's also he's also a versatile enough guy that you can move him up and down you know like he can be you can you can have him be a championship challenger he's not necessarily going to be the champion right. but he can be a championship challenger have a great program with the champion and when all's said and done he moves back down the card and he's just you know feuding with somebody else or whatever but yeah Morocco you're not going to get any argument with me Morocco
1: especially 86. Right. And then, like, say, say whoever that the champion starts feeding with next, say you're going to put them over on whoever, uh, or put, you know, whoever the challenger is up next over on, on the champion. You could have Morocco inserted there, too. And then you have so much good shit to, to work with.
2: Mm-hmm. Anything else on him? Nope. All right. My next face, Carrie Von Aaron.
1: Uh, you are not going to get an argument out of me on that one. Nope. Not out <laughs> of me either. Dang. Um, <laughs> Nate, you're the only one with an argument. No,
0: I don't have an argument. I was just making fun. Of, I was just making fun of the fact that Kerry Von Erich
1: might have been mildly,
2: but he, he wasn't. Damn, just shit
1: on my favorite wrestler, bro, of all time. <laughs> but
2: Kerry Von Erich wasn't mildly. He was. Mildly.
0: <laughs> however, however,
2: <laughs> over like Rover.
0: And yep. and at this time, chiseled. Um, and he had his demons, and that is what it is. You you work with that.
2: Yeah, like he could throw you could throw a van across them.
1: Yeah, I mean it, it's okay. You just gotta factor a kilo of cocaine into your booking process. But. We already
4: factored that <laughs> in when we got everybody else in the roster. He was all he was <laughs> also he
0: was also the reason that, that world class fell out with the NWA. Um, when him and Flair had that that match in eighty four or had a week's worth of after the first match when Kerry came to the ring or came to the ring fucked up or whatever. And uh, Flair went back to the back. Jim Cornette tells this um Flair went back to the back and threw the uh threw the belt at Ken Mantel and said you work with that that motherfucker the next six nights. <laughs> so there's something to be said for that but I see what Aaron's saying, you know, like as, as far as a baby face and, and appeal
1: to the crowd, there's no doubt. Oh, yeah. That's you that's know? your rat bait, bro. That's your rat bait all day. <laughs> <laughs> you want to get the ladies into in, in the arena Definitely have Carrie Von Eric on there.
0: Unfortunately, half of them look like him. But anyway,
4: (laughs) it it don't matter if they have the same hairstyle. It is nineteen eighty-six,
2: Nate.
0: Glamour shots much? (laughs) (laughs) But yes, Carrie's a good puller.
2: All right, so nothing else on that guy, right? I'm sorry, Mark. I wasn't
0: trying uh, to disparage your...
1: Only name. that him and Snooker were tagging out on doing lines. You're Lord in. have mercy. <laughs> You're in.
0: God, the drug bill's huge
1: in this. is are you sure
2: this is a WCW? No, I'm just saying. <laughs> I, I did this fucking list like Nate said to do it. I know. I'm, I'm just joking, Aaron. All right. So my next heel is Haku. Good choice. Solid motherfucker. The best choice. Yeah. This guy is the guy that I picked because not only is he a big deal, but he's also a guy that I want in my locker room. So when somebody starts fucking around, <laughs> he I can be handle like, it. I can be like, "Hey, man, <laughs> that guy's being an asshole." That guy
1: did all the cocaine. Don't lie. You're going to use him like inspector gadget. Go go Haku.
2: Yeah. <laughs> ah, fuck oh. him up. Him right. You know what I mean, and not only is he going to be my um, locker room enforcer, he's also going to be a guy on my roster that I can guarantee will always have a great fucking match, no matter what. Because who's not going to give Haku a good match as a guy you on your fucking roster? Someone with a death wish. So, okay. Hey. Shit. Fuck. Maybe that was Carrie. <laughs>
4: Oh, God. <laughs> We're getting dark tonight.
2: Anything else on Haku? Not that tech? hasn't
0: already been said.
2: All right. um, my I only have, I have, a f- I have a few more because Nate told me I had a new tag team, so I did some tag teams. Sorry, guys. But my next baby face is the Junkyard Dog. Good choice. Very good choice. If you're anywhere in the South, he's going to be over. Yep. Oh, yeah. He's my opening match at this point, not disparaging him or whatever, but he's the guy that's going to go out there because everybody's going to know who the fuck he is. He's going to get them off their asses and get them dancing around and having fun, and it's going to be a good time. Impossibility!
1: Impossibility for a tag team, you could have him and Rick Steiner, the dog pound. (laughs) Think of that.
2: JYD and Rick Steiner as a tag team—that'd be, That'd be fucking fun. sick. Yeah, Ebony and Ivory. That's what they come out to. Oh is my, "See You song? Good shit, pal. That would be fun.
1: Anything let on JYD? Let me know how those ticket sales work out.
2: <laughs> Anything else on JYD?
1: Nope. Good, cool.
0: All
2: right. My last heel is Paul Orndorff. Good choice. Good pull. And I'm not even putting him as last. I'm just saying he's the last thing I thought of. It's Paul Orndorff. I don't um, think I don't think Paul ever had a bad point in his career. When, in my opinion, like,
1: did he freeze
2: in WWF when he went to WCW? Yeah, when he went, like, like I said, when he was in WWF, he was top of his game. His main event. When he went to WCW, he made everybody that he worked better. You know what I mean? And 86, Orndorff's peak. You know what I mean?
0: Oh, yeah. I've talked about it a million times on the show. People do not realize that as far as the house show business of the WWF, whether you talk about Hulk Hogan and Andre, Hulk Hogan and Savage, it doesn't matter. Literally, the numbers, the proof is in the pudding. The numbers show that the biggest house show draw rivalry Hulk Hogan ever had was with Paul Orndorff. that's end of story. And I'm not saying, you know, you know, the silver dome, there's something to be said for that, or the whole, the mega powers exploding and all that. That's great stuff. But as far as drawing crowds night after night, to house shows, Hogan never had a partner that drew more with him than Paul Orndorf.
2: And there's something to be said for that. <laughs> they, did that they did that big event. That, what was it, C A E CNE Stadium. That was a fucking house show, and it was 63,000. Well, I mean, think
1: about it. You got two guys that's fucking chiseled like Greek statues, and fucking they're facing off. You're going to want to see that.
0: Yep, and just think about it. Just, I mean, just think about it for a second. Hogan and Orndorff. On the house show circuit, drew more than Hogan
1: and Andre the John. I'm just saying. Like, that's, you know, that's substantial. Yeah. yeah. As long as this is way before that, I'm not feeling like Mr. Wonderful. <laughs> right.
2: <laughs> as long as it's way before that, I'm cool with uh, Paul So I have one more baby face and five tag team, five tag team. I'm sorry, yeah. guys. This is I, going a little bit, but I I'm- wish
4: Nate would have told me that. Uh, <laughs> following the fucking rules. He told you. He said it. I'm gonna back Nate up. All right.
2: My last baby face is Tito Santana.
4: We already talked about Tito,
0: and I, I gave my thoughts. Leva, uh, you're you're if you're gonna have a roster in the '80s, if if you don't have Tito on it, you're probably making him a-
2: Yeah, you're a
0: fucking idiot. Whoever okay. does got him is out drawing you. <laughs> and
2: I get on Aaron's roster. I get to watch Tito wrestle i cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I have the five tag teams, but I also have my announced team and a booker. Do you guys want my tag teams or my announced team and booker? I want Who to know who's you...
4: supplying the who's supplying the coke for Don Morocco and yeah, uh, who's, the who's the booker? Who's the booker?
2: Who's the booker? my booker is Gary Hart, and that's not even trying to do what Nate was. like. I'm gonna do this whole thing is Gary Hart. Gary Hart's my booker. So your brother's your Booker, got gotcha. you. <laughs> and you
0: know who's not on Aaron's roster? Who? Who?
2: Rickey Flair. <laughs> yeah, he left without Rick Flair. But yeah, Gary Hart's my Booker. All right. Okay. On my announce team or my tag team? Let's go with the announce team. Yeah. My announce team is Jim Ross and Eddie Gilbert. Interesting I like Interesting. I like that a lot. I get Eddie Gilbert as a as a commentator. But also, he might get smacked by like a Tony Atlas or a Tito Santana, and then guess what? I right. get a free fucking wrestler.
0: Cheater. <laughs> and you have Jim
1: Ross with a barbecue pit next to the announce table.
0: I, I was just gonna say you have Jim Ross when he
2: looked more like Bobby Hill than Hank Hill. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> a, little, a little cherub Jim Ross, <laughs> like he's holding like the fucking towels. That you're not. My allowed. name is Rossi.
0: I like yeah. to party anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, J- young Jim Ross and and Eddie Gilbert. You're not gonna go wrong
2: with Eddie, and you're not gonna Eddie, go wrong with Jim Ross. Nope. So that's my announced team, and now we're gonna roll into my tag team. I have and Aaron, two- Aaron's
0: first show, though, on Aaron on your first show to introduce Jim Ross and Eddie Gilbert in the loudest suit possible. You have to have Reece or back.
2: Oh yeah. <laughs> Reister's gonna be there with his big mustache. <laughs> oh, man, it's gonna be great. Boyd Pierce will hand them out. Uh,
0: that's who I meant was Boyd Pierce. I know, I'm sorry. I, know. I got. I got I know, him. I got I him. Meant,
2: I know what you meant. Boyd Bowden can Bowden can be there too with his the big moustache, but Boyd Pierce will hand over the mic. He's like, I've got something to say. What do you think, Bill Watts? And the crazy Bill thing, Watt... the cra-
0: the crazy thing about Boyd Pierce at that time was he was like 37, but he looked like he was 86. <laughs> <laughs> he
2: he was
0: 36. I was I was exaggerating, but he was like he looked 25 years older than he actually was. But anyway, go ahead.
2: I got my tag team. All right, it's five tag teams. I got two face tag teams and then three three heel tags. <clears throat> they kind of whatever. Um, my first um, heel tag team is a tag team that I think is underrated, and a lot of people don't like them. I don't even know if Nate like, but I really enjoyed these guys together. It's Rick Rude and Manny Fernandez. God, the, the awesome. Raging
1: Bull and Ravishing. Mm-mm. Yeah, the awesome twosome. I
2: fucking love this. Cool shit. Cool shit.
1: You said heel tag team?
2: Yep. They're my heel. They're, they're my first heel tag team. Rude's they, good. You, you get to <laughs> and, and,
1: and, when they, <laughs> and when they break up, Rick goes off into one of the other divisions. I got you. <laughs> I it's like, Rude's good. Yes.
0: <laughs> Smooth yeah. up like, And it was like Rude's good. Manny Fernandez sucks, but yeah, Rude's good.
2: So <laughs> I liked him with Rude and fucking uh uh oh.
0: Paul Jones.
2: Yeah, I like those guys. Yeah, they're like the mustache world order. They're awesome.
1: <laughs> the
2: MWO. <laughs> the MW. Um my next heel team is um the team I'm gonna put the belts on to begin with. Uh, is the Heart Foundation, Bret Hart and Jim Neidhart. Yep.
4: Good choice. Good choice.
2: And then the next heel team I have, and then I'll tell you guys my two babyface teams, is a tag team that wasn't a team at all that I put together. And I think they would be a I, – I think in 86 they would have been a great team. And it's um, Chris Adams and Ted DiBiase.
1: Mm. Damn. That Could have worked, uh, I like that. That could have worked like, fuck. yeah.
2: It, it's two guys, I'm going to put them together and say I uh, get a year out of it, and it's not quite what I thought it was going to be. Guess what? I could do with them, I could split them up. But if it is what I think I get out of them, I'll get another two years out of them. You well, know, I mean, I, mean? <clears throat>
1: I mean, in the ring, though, you're going to have technically sound matches with them, too.
2: Yeah, so if I break them up, it's great, if I don't break them up. And they get over. It's good too. So that that's my third heel team, and then I have two babyface teams. And um, the first team I got is um, the Southern Boys, which you guys might also know as the Young Pistols. Yeah, it's Tracy and Tracy's mother's and Steve Armstrong. Fucking fantastic, goddamn! It, it's in my opinion, one of the most underrated tag teams of all time, and I don't know if you get like I could I could talk all day about them,
4: so I don't want to monopolize. they hold the uh, the WCW United or the NWA United States Tag Team Titles? Or they were United States Tag Team Champions? Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. And at this point in '86, they're not a team yet, but Aaron's putting them together early because they are both they, active.
2: They did. They did in late '86. Late '86. I did research. So well, me- no,
0: I'm just saying. I mean, they are both active, so you could put them together if you wanted to, regardless. But they were a fantastic, no doubt.
1: I mean, come on, I put Gene Snitsky and Abyss together. Well, no, I just wanted to
2: make <laughs> the only team that I didn't put together that wasn't already together in '86 was DiBiase and and Adams. But yeah, they started like late in '86. But yeah, Scott and or, or Steve Armstrong and and Tracy, a fucking great. Team. And um, I've said it on a few shows before this, that Steve Armstrong was the, I, I said, when I put Brad on my roster that I'm a huge Brad Armstrong fan, but Steve Armstrong is the most solid, best talent in that whole fucking, like he had all of it. You know what I mean? Like Brad could work and he looked great, but he couldn't talk, you know? And, and Brian, he was a bigger guy and he could talk. But are you ever going to tell me that fucking Road Dog was the greatest wrestler in the world? <laughs> Seriously. I, and I'm not nice to
4: think that he is, but I agree. I mean,
2: and, Bre- and, and Brian Armstrong's is not going to tell you that he's, a, but Steve had all of it. Um, and Tracy Smothers, I don't know what. I, we could talk for fucking seven more hours about how great he was. Um, so I don't want to keep you guys too much longer. I got one more, one more team. Unless you guys have anything else to say about the Southern Boys. Nope. All right. The last team is the team that I'm going to feud with the Hearts. They're going to be the the team that's these two teams are going to be the back and forth teams. They're going to be the main um, tag team feud on my um, show. It's the Fantastic. Bobby Fulton Tommy 86
0: they are actually 86 and 87 how would I say I don't want to get in the weeds I actually enjoy the Fantastics more before they came in. like I like yep. them in world class etc they were just I don't know and I don't know if it's because once they came to the NWA they were like small fish in a big pond yeah or whatever but great workers a
2: great no doubt about it, over like I think they actually had this might be sacrilegious or whatever, but I think some of their matches against the Midnights were better than some of the matches that the Midnights had with the Rock and Roll Express. It's a different animal because the Fantastics were more badass.
0: Yes, they were. They were more on the the same level as the Midnight's. Whereas Ricky and Robert were constantly the same, had to sell. You know that was their that was their. It's just I don't know. I don't. I don't want to get in the weeds, but it's 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 a different.
1: You know who I'm really surprised that he didn't pick as one of his tag teams the fucking Road Warriors.
2: I don't want them on there. <laughs> puzzle everybody I don't want people guzzling people on my roster. I want back and forth. Ass kicking matches and right,
4: Aaron went for as competitive of matches as he possibly can get. He didn't want a one sided, uh, um, what's the you know to bury anybody on the roster, and I, I dig that.
2: Yeah, I want people punching the shit out of each other, and just like I said, everything <laughs> but the eyes, and just kick the shit out of each other, and have the best match on the card. And my roster might not accomplish that, but I think it was I think it's a good.
1: Yeah, yeah, pretty good roster.
2: Well,
0: Aaron and Mark have presented us with really good rosters this week from 86 and 2003. Next time around, which will probably be after the new year, Archie and I will be prevent prevent preventing. We're gonna be preventing our rosters <laughs> from doing anything, Archie. We're shutting yeah. this shit down. We're gonna, gonna, gonna be preventing listeners <laughs> and presenting our rosters from 2006 and
4: 2001 all i'm telling everybody is i hope they like Lodi and lenny lane because that's the only guys i picked you really went with that you that only wcw thing didn't you i did do that yes he challenged me and i did (laughs) oh my god archie i was just joking bro (laughs) hey you asked for it i'm giving it to you i don't care i look i know that in in the bigger picture of it all WCW in two thousand and one was the shits, but it was not because of the talent; it was because of the booking. Oh, I agree. So, I have no well, that, problem doing it.
2: That is what you have you to look, look forward to next time. two thousand one,
4: yep. <laughs> it
0: might be the greatest accomplishment
4: in the history
0: I can't, I of the Romeo,
4: back. Kid Romeo, and Elix Skipper, uh, uh, Sugar Shane Helms. Uh, uh, what was no, that? Evan no, Courageous? No. no, I'm kidding. I didn't keep any of those guys. <laughs> i fired the entire cruiserweight division actually. gosh <laughs> well since
0: we will probably not have a new episode until after the new year we want to wish everybody a happy new year have a
2: happy holidays um yeah. aaron
0: parting words quickly
2: uh merry christmas happy hanukkah merry Kwan's, uh all that shit thanks for listening and if you don't agree with somebody telling you like Merry Christmas or whatever they feel just understand that when somebody tells you happy whatever holiday they celebrate they're not trying to be disrespectful to you they're just trying to tell you to have a good time right
3: yeah yeah.
2: like if I tell you Merry Christmas I understand you might not celebrate Christmas but I'm telling you have a good holiday and if you don't like it shut the fuck up and just keep pushing your cart (laughs) Oh, or run into traffic I don't give a fuck what you do (laughs) but don't yell at that person and don't try to fucking cancel them just shut the fuck up and celebrate bitch
0: (laughs) Mark Brew anything positive
2: I think I said something positive I really
1: enjoyed this episode and I enjoy doing this and getting together with you guys every week Uh, happy holidays to everyone and keep listening fuckers And uh, one of my favorite episodes of Mystery Science Theater 3000. Mitchell,
4: you got anything? Please continue to support the WrestleNet Radio uh, here on Spotify and wherever podcasts are uh, listened to. Uh, Please continue to listen to If You Smell What the Arch is Cooking. I am also on hiatus until New Year's uh, for that. Uh, Please check out my new podcast with my seven buddies, the uh, Nothing But Trouble podcast. We are long-winded, we are brutish, and we are assholes, but I promise you we will make you laugh. And if you're not listening to anything that's on WrestleNet Radio, then Aaron is coming to your house personally and punching you in the dick in front of your mom, Brenda. (laughs) Happy holidays.
2: Fuck you, Brenda.
4: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Fuck you, Brenda. I swear I we have a listener named Brenda Summer going, Why? What did I do?
2: I can't get mad at like Karen's because I've known like three Karen's, like, great people, <laughs> But I've never met a Brendan. That's great. Right.
4: <laughs> the funny part is he's not lying. I'm sure I feel the same way. <laughs> Alright, then take gonna... us out. Alright, I'm gonna take us out as the CEO
0: of this merry band of motherfuckers. <laughs> Call it what it is. It's a circus. Happy New Year, Brenda. <laughs> <laughs>